your appreciated movie podcast, <clears throat> where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Go. Do you guys ever listen to the podcast and go, that is not what I sound like? Why do people even listen to me? My voice is really annoying. Hi, I'm Elaine. I thought that a lot at the beginning. I've gotten used to my voice, but what I don't get used to is all the laughing. All the laughing Oh you my do? God, I'm like, stop, Carly. You're so loud. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm Carly. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre of horror thriller. At least your laugh is consistent. I laugh sometimes like a hyena, and sometimes it's really quiet, and sometimes it's really loud. Um, I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. What are we doing? You have oh, action adventure. That's it, action adventure. <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick. On the podcast. Is John's pick. And I finally picked Dragnet. <laughs> 1987's Dragnet. Now, I've been teasing this movie for a while, and I hope it's lived up to the hype for you, Carly, because nobody else has seen it, except for Elaine, who said she saw it and then didn't remember the movie at all. Uh, it's been at least a decade since I've seen Dragnet. Like, I remembered it, but I didn't remember it. Like, she mm-hmm. asked about... Um, don't! Well, she's like, Harry Morgan. You don't need to say the stupid thing that I asked about and let everybody know how dumb I am. That's rude. I just thought it was a funny little... Nope. So anyway, this movie came out in 1987. And this is an equally straight-laced and by-the-book nephew of Joe Friday. Joe Friday. (laughs) Must work with his more laid-back partner to solve a mystery. Pep's Freeback. What kind of name is Pep? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. Is it Pepper? It just says Pep. But it's got to be a nickname, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody willfully names their kid. Pepper. I mean, in the eighties, Peter or no, well, could, could it be maybe some kind of Peter? Peter? I don't know. Um, My name Pepe is Pep. I mean, maybe it's Patrick, and his little brother couldn't say Pat, so he said Pep. <laughs> I think you're trying to accrue backstory to. <laughs> anyway, so check this out. This is this is a rarity in the world of podcast for us. So it's Metacritic is 62. And you're like, well, wow, how did you get it in then? Well, that's a good question. Because the Rotten Tomato is 50. Wow. <laughs> the wow. audience score is 41. 62 on Metacritic. That's wow. I know. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't, can't remember the last time that was, you know, Metacritic was, was yeah, way Metacritic higher. Metacritic is <laughs> always less. Yeah. Weird. What's the overall IMDb score? Um, six, yeah, six out of 10. Okay. And this movie had a budget of, I just saw it, then you asked me a question. Sorry. Of $20 million. Yep. And it grossed worldwide 66. Wow, $20 million. In 1987. I know, that's $87. So that's like yeah. $100 million now. That's yeah. Maybe not that much, but. It, they did a lot of destruction, though. I was going to say, well, that's And there was, was that tank. And they had to make all those copies of bait. I was thinking that that was, that was low. Because, like you said, they had a tank, there's a jet, there's other stuff in this movie. You're like, I'm pretty sure they rented this jet. That's money. Yeah, it can't be that much. I don't know. I've never rented it. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's an Air Force. It just seems like a lot. Um, I do know that the house... I know Ghostbusters that, cost 100, what, 80 million. Yeah. I don't know. And Maybe they got a bargain. <laughs> yeah, and they had to pay... Ackroyd probably could call some money. I don't know if yeah. Hanks was there yet. No, Hanks wasn't there Hanks yet. wasn't, what but Ackroyd definitely was. Because Hanks wasn't Hanks until Philadelphia. S- Splash and... Um, yeah, he did Splash. He did Big ba- was 86. Uh, so this is... He probably signed on for this before Big became big. big. So mm-hmm. he was probably shooting this during the, the 
who the hell saw this coming? Yeah. Big is the biggest movie ever. Yeah. I mean. And they got him for a discount. Yeah. But there was. So they got to be like Tom Hanks. And they were like, Boom. But what's his name was the Reverend. He was a big name. Oh, uh, Captain Christopher, Von Trapp. Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Plummer. Yeah. Yes, thank you. All right. Well, and Dabney Coleman. So let's talk about the cast since everybody's been talking about the cast. <laughs> Dragnet came out, yeah, before the Burbs. Before that, the Money Pit. Money Pit was pretty big. big. Bachelor so, Party Splash. This was directed by, can we get to him in a second? Sure. <laughs> by Tom Mankiewicz. What did he do? Who was known for um, Live and Let Die, James Bond movie. Hmm. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever. He was the writer of these. Okay. Why don't you look at his directing credits? Because I'm... It's a James Bond movie. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Stand <laughs> by for the director credits. He directed... Um, hold on. I'm looking for something good. <laughs> Delirious. John Candy. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. He did an episode of that. Heart to Heart. 13 episodes of Heart to Heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he did the Heart to Heart made for TV movie, Heart to Heart Till Death Do Us Part. <laughs> <laughs> Do I remember Heart to Heart? This was, Robert Wagner in it. This was written by, surprise, surprise, Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. um, Alan Swebel, Tom Mankiewicz, and uncredited, you get Jack Webb from the original, the original TV show. show. Yeah. Um, but Dan, most of those guys we've already talked about. Starring Dan Aykroyd, who you may remember from um, Gross Point Blank. Oh, yeah. Uh, Caddyshack 2. We didn't do Caddyshack 2. No, we didn't do we Gross Point Blank, Blank either. He's just giving his weird he was credits. Welcome back to credits. the podcast. I thought we did do Gross Point Blank. No, no we didn't. No, we didn't. Huh. We Have we know. done anything with? I don't think so. We did one thing that he was like uncredited for. Because I, I said it to Tony. He was like, oh, yeah. Because he asked. Tony asked while we were watching it. And I looked him up for That's all That's because I haven't picked <laughs> pixels yet. <laughs> we'll hold our breath for that. Uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, he's got to be a welcome back to the podcast. From the Burbs. The Burbs. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Because mm-hmm. wow. he does good movies. Because none of his movies are underappreciated, <laughs> or um, they're really where they're at. Tony wants to do Splash. At I some feel point. like Splash was huge. I like Splash when I was yes, old. but that's not underappreciated. It made all the money in the world. Nobody. We don't it. know that. Maybe what's we, the Metacritic? What's the Metacritic? It could be forty-two. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> I rewatched it. It wasn't amazing. I, I'm going to say that the movies that Tom Hanks didn't we know. Didn't you make us do that movie with Meg Ryan about the shop around the corner? You've got mail. You've got mail. I don't think I did. We that. didn't do it yet. No. Evolution. Dan Aykroyd was the mayor in Evolution. Okay. That's right. That's what it was. Tony made me look it up. It was fresh in my head. But I was gonna <laughs> say most of Dan Aykroyd's, or not Dan Aykroyd, uh, Tom Hanks's movies that did maybe not so great are dramas, mm. and the person who picks dramas. Never it's saw Carly. Who's never seen it? Yeah. Like, I'm fairly certain we could probably get in, like, Road to Perdition or something like that. But well, that's she a good never movie. You should that. watch that. It's got, um, a, it's got a young James Bond in it. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan? No. Sean Connery, actually. He's <laughs> um, also starring Christopher Plummer, who you may know from Knives Out, which was a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, he's been in a whole lot of shit. I'm sure he's he was in Scrooge. Back to the podcast. Yeah. From Scrooge. Not Scrooge. He wasn't in Scrooge. He was in a, a Scrooge adaptation. Oh, sorry. He was in Dragon with Girl the Dragon Tattoo. A plethora of stuff. <laughs> you have Harry Morgan, and uh, he's you may he's know him dad from. Dad must love dogs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to the podcast. Wow, Splash has a Metacritic of seventy-one. Whoa. Really? Sorry, wow. Tony. Yeah, it's gonna have to be a birthday pick for. Me. Yeah, you screwed on that one. <laughs> Happy birthday! I did Splash. <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine 
It had a budget of eight million. Wow, Jesus Christ! And it made sixty nine million. <laughs> I don't think you're getting splash in. And it's responsible. Well, it's highly responsible for the. John name. could do bachelor party Madison. Though. Ooh, that's a that's a rough one. But um, yeah, that's. Christopher Plummer. Now we're done with him. We're on to Harry Morgan, who you may know from Dragnet, mm. the TV show. Or Mash. That's what I do. Yeah, or Mash. <laughs> yeah, those were his big things. Um, now here's one Alexandra Paul, who's not a welcome back to the podcast, but you may recognize her from Baywatch. That's the oh, Virgin okay. County Swell. Yeah, yeah, she was she was the fair. the one who wasn't very chesty, yeah. as opposed to everybody else who was ultra chesty. Stephanie, she was the smart one. She was wasn't she a lieutenant as well? Uh, yes, she yeah, was also in Christine. Devices. Was she? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna round out this with um, Dabney Coleman, who played Jerry Caesar, who's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He was in You've Got Mail. He was also in. Nine to five. Welcome Thank back you. to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Which is why I was going to mention him. He's also in War Games and a, like a whole shitload of stuff. Blazing Saddles. Was I like that one. Of the, I referenced War Games one time, and now people keep saying, "Oh, he was in War Games." <laughs> <laughs> he was in On Golden Pond. Sure. Um, I forgot to look up problems. reviews, so we're just going to grab a, a review here about random. This will be fun. We're going to cold call. We're going to shoot from the hip. <laughs> cold call. Here's, here's one. The movie is for Dan Aykroyd addicts only. Good old badge 714 isn't exactly tarnished. It's just lost its flash. Mm-hmm. That's a two out of four from Roger Hurlbert. And that's fine. Well, that's not that. Here's one. Uh, three and a half out of four. Dan Aykroyd steals the show with hilarious impersonations in tribute to the stern-faced TV cop Joe Friday, played for more than a decade by Jack Webb. Okay. What did you think going in, Carly? I thought, I'm worried it's not going to live up to the hype, which (laughs) you've already said. (laughs) That's fair. What yeah. about you? Are what you pointing you, at me with your eyeballs? <laughs> yeah, well, I was drinking, and I thought she would talk longer. Sorry. Like, All I wrote was, not going to live up to the hype. <laughs> I was like, yay, he finally decided to do Dragnet. Man, I don't remember anything about this movie. <laughs> it's been a thing for so long. I had to do it eventually, or, or the joke is just stupid. Mm-hmm. I Come in. <sighs> Tony? I, I had not joke. seen this in a very long time. But I watched a hell of it, a hell of a lot of it when I was younger on HBO. We had a, a copy we had recorded off of HBO, you know, the VHS recorder by the mm-hmm. TV thing. Yep. So we had it on like a tape of Dragnet, and I would watch it all the time. Yeah. Because it was. I enjoyed the rap when I was little. I did too, but you listen to it now it's and you're terrible. like. It's oh. terrible. No, I remember memorizing it and singing it. Because that was cool. Want to give us a few bars? Sure, go ahead. So do you. Oh, want do you want me? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not much for singing. Well, that's good. <laughs> Good thing that you'd be that you would be <laughs> rapping. No, nothing. Okay. All right, carry on. We're gonna carry on. We're gonna get into this movie. Did I forget anything? I feel like I forgot something. No. Did you talk about the writer? I did. Okay. All right, so let's Is get into this. Producer. Uh, Key grip. <laughs> did it win any awards? Stuntman? No. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'm not even gonna look and go with no. Are you sure? Are you yes. sure? What if I look and it won an Oscar? For what? I don't know. For best costume design. I I literally don't know. Goat leggings, man. They're in. Goat leggings. Those were pretty awesome. 
You know what? I think Carla might get a set of those for her birthday. Uh oh. You have if goat you don't leggings. Like them, we can cut them into a wig for Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yak. That's yak. Yeah. All right, so we open to a, a shot of Los Angeles, and this is, and we got a voiceover from uh, Dan Aykroyd as Joe Friday. This is after we trace the badge for like twenty minutes when they do it. Tony I thought was it was like, like, like is this Batman? Remember opening. Batman when they traced the bat symbol for like twenty minutes? You're like, get on with it. It's like this is the city of Los Angeles. Uh, Joe Friday goes on and on about describing the people. I was going to write the whole thing, and then I started writing it, and I'm like, wow, this is really long. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spend five minutes. <laughs> monologues are... And we, we're going to skip to the good part. Even the City of Angels, some halos slip. Mm. My name is Friday. I carry a badge. Then we get the Dragnet. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. And it goes right into the Dragnet remix. Mm-hmm. Just the facts, man. Just the facts, man. Just, 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 just. I used to walk around my house doing that. I was so cool. But I was like six. Yes. Well, you're 87, I was seven, so. Sorry. All right. The story you're about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. For example, George Baker is now known as Sylvia Wiss. I'd explain this joke to him later in the movie. I didn't catch this part, and I don't, and I could not figure out why it wasn't funny. So when George Baker, I mean Sylvia Wiss, was on TV, I said, oh, "Look, it's George Baker," and she goes, "What? Who?" I was like, "They changed the names. George Tech Baker's names. now Sylvia Wiss. That's Sylvia Wiss." She's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "You weren't paying attention to the beginning of the movie. Can you put your phone down and focus?" I mean, this is what we're doing here, and she's on her phone right now. As is. I'm looking at Dragnet trivia. You're looking at Dragnet. Uh, did it win any awards? No, it didn't. Of course not. Was... <laughs> it was a comedy in the 80s. They didn't uh, even look at those. rarely won awards anyway. It's, it's not cool. Yeah, but they make all kinds of money. Well, they're usually not huge money, but they make good money. No, I know. But it just they should get awards, I think, sometimes. So we open to Emil Muzz, who's wearing a fireman chief outfit, and there's fire trucks all over. And you look, and they're stealing a magazine called Bait. Um, bait, we're going to say, is a ripoff of Playboy. Mm-hmm. Now, a uh, security guard goes, who the hell called the fire department? And he comes running over and he finds Muzz and he goes, hey, chief, where's the fire? And Muzz looks at him and goes, oh. Gives him the one-minute thing, pulls a Mazel Tov cocktail out of his coat, lights the <laughs> son of a bitch, and throws it into the bait magazines. And he picks him up. Wow. And a thunderstorm comes <laughs> over. Wow, and it starts cool. to rain. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> he picks him up by the coat and says, You see the fire? And the guy goes, I see the fire. And then he takes his finger and he does the Vulcan neck pinch thing, puts him to sleep. And says, When you wake up, he puts him to sleep. Tell, and so it's, and tell, I'm like, he's tell Jerry now. Caesar <laughs> he's out of business. And this, at this point, I said to Tony, is this a parody? <laughs> and he was like, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a remake. It's, it's a parody. I don't know if it's a parody. So it's not a parody. Light, it's a, a light, comedy. Light parody at best. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're disrespectful you know, no. to the original stuff. Well, it's the original like, cast is in the movie, so. Yeah. But it's not like... um. That doesn't help. They put the original cast in there. It's not like a spoof movie or yeah, yeah. like... Um, I've never seen an episode of Dragon. Like Hot I don't Shots know what the show is like at all. Gun. But this is very silly. And I was like, is this, is this, is this a parody? Dragnet <laughs> is a comedy. The, the TV show is a comedy, though. It was kind of like a very dry comedy. It wasn't like silly. 
but it there was a lot of like dry more British style humor I think yeah um mm-hmm. or what we would consider now British style it wasn't like slapstick or anything like that well so Muzz puts him to sleep and takes the pagan card P-A-G-A-N with the period between mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and you have a, a goat's head or a, with the horns yeah with the horns you know what that feeling a little no <laughs> no, no no they're like this <laughs> the horns are like this I thought about that when we At get to the At some point, Tony was like, party. I'm getting some Conan vibes. Yeah. <laughs> was it the goat leggings? Well, that and when they go to the sacrifice, we'll get to it all. But <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, the next morning, Joe Friday is in the office. And we learn that Joe has brought coffee and a Danish for his partner, Frank. He puts it on his desk. Now, Frank looks like he has the slob, too. So yeah. uh, Captain Gannon comes up and says, hey, Joe. It's like, Captain, Frank's late. Must be traffic. He goes, Frank quit. What a goat farm. Moved to Ukiah. He's so broken up about it, he wrote you a note. He's <laughs> like, everybody's got a dream. Frank's was that goat farm. He's like, but one thing, do you think the, how many people were in the city? Do you think they're expecting Frank to be on duty today? Do you think they'll understand? And the captain looks at him like he's an idiot. And he, goes, and he shakes his head no. <laughs> so anyway, so he says, hey, um, there's a new... Uh, case that I need you to go look at but first you got to pick up your new partner so he sends him off we cut to the next scene which is him picking up his partner and a tow truck pulls up a car <laughs> a wrecked a wrecked police car and we see uh, Tom Hanks long hair you know shave you got the stubble his clothes are disheveled he kicks the door open and by open he knocks it off the fucking hinges <laughs> he looks like a street punk yes. in an 80s movie and he says Joe Friday Joe said, who wants to know? And he shows me badge. He goes, Pat Strebeck, I'm your partner. He goes, not like that, you're not. <laughs> Looks like you rolled off the uh, cast of uh, Streets of Fire. Ooh, yeah. he's not wearing Pat on the waiters. So, you know, Joe goes to this big thing about, hey, there's regs, and you need to have, you know, look a certain and way. Short so shine boots. And- yeah. And so then we cut to Tom Hanks all dialed up, and he's got everything done. And Joe gives him a, the head nod and walks out of his car. Elaine, what, is, what, what does Pat do? He makes a jerk-off no, um, motion. Hand gesture. Yeah. Hand gesture. He does the hand job gesture, and it made me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uncontrollably. I was like, wow. I didn't know that part was that funny. No. Shut up, man. I can like stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so we get a voiceover of um, Streetback's We'll call him Pep, because I like to call him Pep. Sure. Pep's resume. Maybe short for Pepsi. Mm. Pepsi. Maybe he drank a bunch of Pepsi when he was little. <laughs> uh, he seems like a health food. Yeah, I know, I know. Which Tony and I talked about, we think they should have flip-flopped that. It seemed odd. Like <laughs> That's what makes it funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. He says, you know, well, you know, I don't know what he's done before, but now he's going to have to play by my rules. And... I have to sneeze. You have to wait a minute. <laughs> Pep is a short form of Joseph. J-O-S-E-P. Not P-H. Not Joseph. Joseph. Hmm. Like Giuseppe? It's <laughs> weird. Joseph. Pep. It's Hebrew. So the both named Joe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone says Joe and they both look, it makes Bethany part black. Ah, dogma. 
Jesus wasn't white. Jesus was black. <laughs> Jesus really wasn't black. He was more like Middle Eastern. Mm. All right. So anyway. Apparently, Peppa is commonly used as like a grandparent name. Like instead of Grandpa or Pop, Peppa. No, no. Cat. I'm going to be El Padre. I <laughs> know. Oh, you're going to be El Padre and I'm going to be La Magra. La Magra is not a good nickname <laughs> for a grandparent. Don't matter. Or is it? <laughs> Our grandbabies will have no idea. By that time, Blade oh, will sure have been remade, will. and they won't even know about <laughs> Wesley Snipes' Blade. Remade like three times. Oh, who knows? Yeah. And I'm sure we'll watch Blade with the grandkids. Yes, so we <laughs> can teach them the, the origin of Lamagra's name. As much as the kids <laughs> are going to be like, you showed them what? <laughs> hey, don't leave them here. I'll hop them up with sugar packets. Your Go kids, on. they won't be surprised. <laughs> uh, Cross right. will be, yep, that's what Lamagra does. <laughs> All right, so they arrive at the zoo where we have, um, we have a report of some animal uh, tomfoolery. Some kidnappings. Yeah. Some animal nappings. Some napping. And Joe was like, wow, this is great. Look at these animals. They've got to love this. Three squares a day. And Six. Pep's like, are you kidding me? You think there was animals want to be here? You think they were lined up over in, in the wild going, take me, take me. I want them in goddamn cement. They were darted and thrown like in cages. putting you in prison. <laughs> and he's like, let's just say that I see things a little differently than you. And it's like, wow, look at the contradiction here. Anyway. All right, so we learned that an anaconda was stolen. Welcome back to the podcast, Anacondas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, as well as it, it don't want none. You know what's unless weird? Unless you've got buns. Well, that's true. Someday last week when I couldn't sleep, I was scrolling through my Facebook. And you and watched I Anaconda? ended up, no, watching a video <laughs> of what you should do if you get attacked by an anaconda. So then later, I was like, do this, do this. <laughs> what should we do? Yeah, this is good. Let our, what are you supposed, all of what our are friends know. Do? I think what he did was fine. And its tails are the weakest points. So they actually recommended that if you can, you bite the tail or you poke its eyes out. Poke its eyes out. <laughs> but you never try to rip away if it's bitten you because it has extra teeth that go the wrong True way and you'll just make it worse. So you just try to get to the eyes or the tail. So you're saying put your so arm you, down. So you poke it, into poke the it in the eye till it lets go. Which is what you do if people bite you too. Yeah. Go into it. But... <laughs> But yes, they have extra teeth. That I are don't know what to do if there. people bite me either. I have Punch him in the face. by CSEP. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Carly was bitten by at least it's, one it's child. Three times. But three if you get bit, you me. punch them. <laughs> because I don't care who it is. If someone bites you, yeah. you, should, you get a free punch. Yeah, at least. Not if you're a teacher. No. Yeah. Especially not, not if your kids if you are special your job, needs. I'll end up on... The news. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I'm gonna take out the black ones. how much of my hair they ripped it. out, or how many times they bit me. <laughs> but well, anyway, the final thing: oh, eyes okay. or the tail. Eyes or the tail. <laughs> Friends, if you get bit by an anaconda <laughs> and you don't have a pocket full of drugs, also they like the water. So if you can get to the land, <laughs> if an anaconda grabs a hold of you, where you are they is kind of a yeah, lot faster in the water than they do. You're not moving that thing <laughs> if it doesn't want to go. But the last thing that it's was just taken. It's such a weird coincidence. Do you, ha- <laughs> do you happen to have a, what to do if a lion attacks you? No. I do. Um, what you do is you put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Because a thousand pound lion grabs a hold of you. Yeah. Well, you belong to him now. <laughs> You're what's called lunch. <laughs> what if it's early? And then your breakfast, or second breakfast, or just a midday snack. Either way, <laughs> you're dead. You see him making a mimosa. Wow, that thunder's really loud. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> it's not even raining. Not yet. Not yet. 
But anyway. It's a good thing I shut the garage door. I'm not overly fond of what happens afterwards. Ah, <laughs> uh, anybody? Anybody? Avengers. Thank you. Loki. When oh, he, yeah. When it starts thundering, he's like, oh, shit. And you're like, what, are you afraid of thunder? He's like, I'm not overly fond of what happens afterwards. Because <laughs> then the lightning strikes, and here's Thor. He's <laughs> pretty pissed off. No, we should watch later. Avengers? Avengers. We haven't watched the first Avengers, and I can't remember how long. And that what? movie's fucking awesome. You it's one watch. of my favorite Marvel movies. It's you just, good. Yeah. We actually, I actually like Age of Ultron too, but everyone hates that. I like Age of I like all the Avengers movies, but of the four of them, Age of Ultron is my least favorite. No, it goes. Tony this is important now. I have trouble with Civil War. That's I not an really Avengers. Really like Civil War. I said is Avengers it? movies. It is, isn't it? No, no it's, it's a Captain America, America movie. <laughs> oh, you're right. My bad. It's Avengers it should be an Avengers. and a half. Yeah, it should be. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think Endgame. There's no Thor. First Avengers, <laughs> Infinity War, Ultron. Meets probably Infinity War, then Avengers, then Age, then Endgame, Flast. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I, 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 which okay. one's Endgame and which one's Infinity War? Um, Endgame was the last one. Okay. Where they went back and fixed everything. That's what I mean. It's hard to. <laughs> it's not hard. We got it. I don't like that one. You don't like Infinity War? She doesn't like Endgame. As well. I don't really like oh, Endgame. Endgame I mean. Tony no. doesn't either, apparently. Tony I likes mean, everything that led no, up to I, that. Let me, I do let like me it. rephrase. I think what I like about it is the culmination I don't, of 27 movies. No, yeah. I don't love that one. Okay. I like that one. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I don't love that one. Which one do you love? Which one do I the love? The first one? Man, it's so good. Carly? You know I love it when they assemble the team. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the whole first one is just assembling I, the team. I think yeah. I like Infinity God. War better than the first one. Okay. And the end of Infinity War is so sad. I don't need that in my life. And that's the point. It's. it's I, I just get, liked it I because... I get the club just thinking about it. Because <laughs> they reversed it. Thanos was the protagonist. The Avengers were the antagonists. And mm-hmm. it was his journey. And he won. Well, You're you like, know what? Holy shit. On my next birthday pick, when we do the Avengers, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Okay. Let's talk yeah. about this movie. Where uh, the last thing that was stolen was a lion's mane, and Joe's and Joe's like, "Oh wow, you got to be something fierce to do with a lion just like that." I saw it. It was Thor, and, um, and he goes to Pep, and he's like, well, "How am I going to tell these kids it'll grow back?" So Pep looks over at a bunch walk. of yeah. Pep looks over at a bunch of kids and says, "Kids, it'll grow back," and they go, "Yay!" And he looks back at Joe like, "There you go." But they left. Okay, so they left a lion mohawk. Right. But later, when we see the lion's mane, it's all in one piece. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> I got nothing. All right. So we cut to Jerry, not Hugh Hefner's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to the intercom. And you're, thank God, vibrator uh, repair. And Joe's like, no. Just buy a new one. <laughs> He's like, LA, Los Angeles Police Department, man. Sorry. <laughs> and, um,. Would you trust your vibrator if you send it out for repair? Not ever. No, just buy no. a new one. <laughs> I don't know what the cost is. Anyway, so we uh, we drive up on the mansion here, and we see that all of the jobs are done by scantily clad women. Yes. Like, all the jobs. There's a gardener. There's someone in the back, uh, you know, building a fence. There's a plumber. Everything. Then there's a bunch of women in, in 1980, very 1980s bikinis all over by the pool. What makes them 1980s bikinis? It's got that 80s style to it. The the colors and the cut. Mm-hmm. And Tony Tony had said he used to watch this movie all the time and I was like, "Really?" 
It was on HBO and then I was like, like nonstop. Oh, it was. We're a twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think from that didn't hurt. From nineteen eighty-eight until like nineteen ninety-two, it was on yeah, it was at least like once a day. And those on were HBO. prime Tony teenage years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I watched it because of the, just for the story. I wasn't a teenager. Nah. Anyway. So on their way up, they run into um, April, and Pep's like, April! And she's like, yes! And so he goes, hey, this isn't... And Joe's like, I know, it's Miss April. And she's like, no, February, my name is April. And then, like, Pep, creepy, yeah. it all fucks like... He knows all the deets. <laughs> he knows everything. Your favorite color is this, and then your turnoffs are Minuto use coasters and, and, and men who smoke in public places. And she takes Joe's cigarette out of his mouth. Because Joe's a bit of a smoker. And this is not a public place. He only has two vices, yeah. smoking and chili dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. All right. So we get to the pool where we meet Jerry. Jerry Caesar. He says, I've been waiting for you both over three hours. <laughs> He's got a very dusty road thing going. I've always thought that he was doing a dusty road impression. He does. Baby. It does do a dusty road He said in the trivia, it said that he was doing a particular kind of impression, but then added the lisp. Uh, I don't know, baby. but it wasn't Dusty Road. But it was somebody else. He then must sound like the American it was something Dream. Something else. Oh, he was doing a. He's a son of a plumber. He was trying to do like a tennis, uh, some kind of Southern accent, and then added the lisp. And well, add the lisp. But it didn't say he was doing a Dusty Road impression. But although maybe he was. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, he says, "What was stolen?" I mean, what was stolen? And he says, "The entire run of the twenty-fifth anniversary will be." And like, well, what's the, the value of that? And he goes, what's your thing? It's more than you'll see in your lifetime. <laughs> and I do that every month. I didn't have to write that down. I just fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he says the reason why they were stolen is because he refused to publish the Pagan's Manifesto and then gives them the manifesto that was given to him. He says, I know they have their First Amendment rights, but so do I. And that is not to publish their, you know, ramblings. Yeah, I yeah. own this magazine. I don't want to publish it. So you go to a different magazine. Pep reads, looks at the manifesto, and they says, "We are the pagans. We believe that um, bad sex and good drugs are the cornerstone of a great democracy." Like, Which makes me sad because shouldn't it be good be good sex and good drugs? Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants bad sex or bad drugs. Well, that I mean facts, but yeah. bad but what if, sex. What nobody wants that. What if it's bad meaning good? Like you a bad motherfucker. <laughs> I when you talk about sex, I don't think you could say, "Oh, that was bad." Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Faye, so Mitch Faye a great bit about this, and he's like, "There's no such thing as bad sex for a guy. Like, you could be in the middle of sex, and a and a painting lands on your head. That's still just good sex." <laughs> I don't know. You could not finish. If okay, <laughs> what <laughs> is it sex if you didn't get to finish? Mm, sure. Then you can have bad sex. Anyway, girls so, have bad sex all the time. <laughs> Not me. I only have good sex, but I mean other people. All right then. So, um, <laughs> Sylvia Wiss walks up and tells Jerry that he has an appointment to get his uh, pores sucked at three. <laughs> so he's like, "Well, if you excuse me, you see, I got some business to attend to." <laughs> and then uh, Pep is like, "Sylvia Wiss." And Joe's like, they should transfer you to missing persons. Pat, you know everybody. Yeah. This is what I didn't get it. On street back. He's like, this hey, is Sylvia Wiss. I still don't get it. Because she's the very first bait mate. What don't you get about the joke? A dude is is the real name of a playmate. That's what, it's ironic. <laughs> 
It's also not really a true story. <laughs> I mean, what don't you I get? It always helps when you explain the had joke. To know the show to get that joke, I, I, so I didn't even. I try. still don't really get why that's funny. So she's very into Joe. She says, "Can I ask you something, Sergeant?" I says, "Sure." And she pulls down her robe, but you don't get to see the apples. Which surprised me because it is 1987. There are no <laughs> boobs in this movie, and it involves a, a magazine called Bait. Yeah. No boobs. But One she acts as PG rated. I mean, there's plenty of boobs. There's just not nipples. Yes. That's Does true. this look like the breast of a 43 year old woman? That chick at the bar has just a little coat. She, <laughs> she had her nipples. Only her nipples covered. Those are called pasties. Why? Why is it that the nipples are the section of the That's where the milk comes. This Which food. you think would make it less sexy. You, think that'd be, you would think that'd be the non-sexy part. Because that's the part you used to feed babies. I don't make the rules. Oh, Alright, so. Joe stares straight at her um, breasts. Chesticles, if you will. He's like, no, no, those are, those are pretty great. He says, no, no they don't. They're quite spectacular. <laughs> she says, we've got to be going now. What's your rush? You ever want to have an early lunch? And Pep... Drew Broski here says, uh, Joe, I seem to have forgotten my uh, notebook. I'll be, uh, gotta go back to the car. I'll be back, back in, in like 30 minutes. 30, <laughs> an hour. To, you just uh, pump here, Sylvie here for information, and I'll uh, catch up with you later. She says, uh, No, we've gotta go. Sorry, Miss Wiss. Come on, street back. Let's go find that notebook. On the way out, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Sylvia Wiss wanted you. And he's like, Look, he I'm on. He doesn't like dudes. I'm on the clock. There you go. <laughs> I'm on the clock. All right. So they decide to go get lunch, and they go to what's called police dogs, which evidently have to be a cop to eat at this one restaurant. I don't think this restaurant's staying open for long. <laughs> you have to be a cop to eat there? Where was that? They flashed their badge. It was called police dogs, and they got food. I st- Maybe they get free food at police dogs. You don't give cop. any... Okay, whatever. I don't know. But it does seem like a good place to steal police cars. <laughs> I just don't know if you want to be... Running a beat and eating chili dogs. <laughs> so, um, Pep gets a fruit salad. Yeah. That he eats with chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe gets two... favorite <laughs> Chili no, dogs. But it, it was almost. <laughs> I have three things written down. I still haven't picked a I have a couple. I have three written down, too, but it would have been the fourth one on the list, probably. I have two. <laughs> you only get one, people. One. Depends on what so, order I go in. But if nobody picks yours, you can come back around and get it again. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yes. Eventually, our podcast, at the end, it'll be just us. Instead of playing listing. outro music, just <laughs> listing different tertiary <laughs> objects <laughs> that we really appreciated. Well, it's hard with the 80s because there's just so much shit in the 80s that doesn't exist anymore. And there's so much, in comedies, Spoiler, there's so much the weird paper. stuff they just put in to see if you kind of notice. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Pep goes on about what's actually in a uh, hot dog. Mm-hmm. And Joe looks him straight in the face and goes, I hate you, Street Pack. And then eats his, his uh, chili dog. Because he only has two chili bites. Dogs. It does look gross. Well, you don't have one. You always have two. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't eat two chili dogs. You can't eat two chili dogs? I could eat one. You really? Yeah, chili dogs. I've never eaten Is it Wendy's chili? Because No, I don't eat chili anymore after the updates. That's why you can't ever work at a place and then because it just kills it. I don't... I've never had a chili dog. I never ever? ever? 
ever. It's funny that they're surprised you like chili, about me, but not me. I <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. You like chili and hot dogs. I do. I love, don't like love chili one. and hot dogs, but I've never had chili on a hot dog. you had chili cheese fries? Yes. Okay. Which oh. are pretty damn delicious. All right, so what we're going to do for dinner is we're going to get chili dogs. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> but you complain when I eat chili. For a good reason. <laughs> My name is Paul, and that shit's between y'all. <laughs> fiction. Okay. So I was watching the thing with Quentin Tarantino, and it never occurred to me. He's like, well, what is a Reservoir Dogs? And he goes, it's just something really cool to call somebody. Don't you think? I was like, I always thought that meant something. I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> so it doesn't. It's just Reservoir Dogs. It's just a cool thing it's to call somebody. It's just a cool somebody. thing to call somebody. You guys are a couple of Reservoir Dogs. Thanks. I'm going to start with French I'm like, you're a, you're a Reservoir Dog. You know what? And all the suits they wore were their own. Eventually, I'm just going to watch that. That makes sense, because they didn't have any money. They didn't have any, for, <laughs> any money for wardrobe, so all the actors that got hired like, hey, do you have a black suit? He yeah, used, bring it. He used the money <laughs> he, the money he made on Golden Girls to help finance that movie. He's in one episode of Golden Girls. As, as an Elvis impersonator. He's person. an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> I do right. love a good Elvis impersonator. I even love a bad Elvis impersonator. Well, there's an episode where there's like 20 Elvis impersonators, and he's the only one that says something. And that's, he made enough money off that to help... You know, put it into the movie. Reservoir Dogs is the only Quentin Tarantino movie I like. We should watch uh, Reservoir Dogs later. The some of them, some of the others are okay, but Reservoir Dogs is the only one I like. You like Django? No, not at all. Not at all. Really? I'm sorry. I didn't like Hateful Eight. This is a very unpopular opinion, but Django is him just being racist. He's it's he just wants to say a bunch of racist shit, so he made that movie. And that's how I, I feel like about that movie. I like the Tony cut for me specifically version of Django, where I don't see a lot of it. <laughs> I, think I like that, how Leonardo DiCaprio had a hard time using the I word. I think that yeah. Quentin Tarantino like, I, I can't do it. hates women. And how to get Sam Jackson to pull him to the side to convince him to do and it. And he makes <laughs> these everything. movies, <laughs> and you think that it's... And I think like, that he makes word, these man, movies intentionally, so he gets to be say a bunch of super racist things and treat women like trash. And everybody's like, oh, he's a genius. No. I think That's he's a little, shit in his mind. When it comes to women's feet, he's a little creepy. Well, I mean, people have foot fetishes. It's so, not, it's I fun. watched uh, The Nice Guys this morning. Mm-hmm. And always don't... So, I was watching... I wondered why. As soon as I saw um, the girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the one who wants to give head to Brad Pitt while he drives him, like, I don't like her. I couldn't figure out why it was. It's because she was Amelia in The Nice Guys. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's why, because I hated her in this. Her character was just the shits. She was shitty in Death Note too. The drizzling shits. What? You seem like you need three chili dogs. Three chili dogs. Like, three chili dogs. Three chili dogs and you bottle, wash down with a bottle of gin. Oh, shits. Jesus. So anyway, while they're We eating, still haven't left their lunch. The squad one. car gets a stolen. It's not a squad car. It's just a detective uh, car. Squad unmarked. car has... See, later, when they steal their car back, it's a squad car. <laughs> it's squad, squad car is a car with the numbers and everything on it. That's just a police car. Oh. It's, it's unmarked. They're unmarked. because they're, Yeah, they're detectives. But at the end, when they a steal their dicks. car back, it looks like a regular Private police But they car. don't steal and their car back. They just take a police car. They just car. steal no. a car back. They just take a. I thought they said, "Let's steal our car back." No, they steal their car at the pagan dance. At the pagan dance. They steal okay. a regular police car at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. 
All right, so. <laughs> Too many cars in this movie. <laughs> Here in my car. It's not even Blue Brothers. Mm-hmm. Alright, so. We know about too many cars. We, uh, that's true. I have seen We learned that Peth left the keys in the ignition, which is why the car got stolen. And so they're back at the police station, and we hear Joe's just giving him Peps a rash of shit. And they run to the captain and find out, hey, they have another case they need to go out for. And he goes, oh, and also, watch out for your car. We've had a lot of reports of stolen cars, so watch out for your car. And then Joe looks at Pep. Pep looks away and walks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to the... Because he left the keys in the ignition. Which, is, I'm going to say this. I grew up in what you Fancy would lane? assume would be like this. But there was always a door unlocked at my house growing up. Mm. Um, and my dad, for many, many years would just turn off his car and drop the keys in the footwell. Well, I, I grew up in That's a place... That's a bad idea. The door was unlocked to the house. I grew so. up in a place where the windows were nailed shut and the locks were on the inside. And it's funny because we only grew up like five miles and my from each other. <laughs> my sister still got out. She still okay. got out. But it was a townhouse neighborhood. It's not like we had a lot of vans. The more I learn about your child. It was a huge amount of people that lived in the neighborhood I grew up in. But my dad often, he just always drove shit cars anyway. But he would just drop the keys in the footwell. I I didn't lock my keys. There's a lot of tangents. This movie's only like an hour and a half. I never locked my car when I lived at my mom's house. Not even once, I don't think. But I would bring the keys inside. All right, great. Thanks for the update, everybody's car. All right, so we arrive at the, at the, I wrote the track yard, but it's the train yard, and we learned that two chemicals were stolen. Uh, you know, ship them separately, and it's, it's fine, but you mix them, and it could cause burning to the eyes, nose, and throat, and continuously inhaled death. Like ammonia and bleach. <laughs> like Joe's Like Joe's aftershave, which, okay. All right, so we do a walk and talk, and we see that uh, they stop and look at the TV, and we see that it's Reverend Worley, the founder of Mama. And his guest on his show is the police commissioner. We find that that they both hate crime and pornography. Nobody really hates porn. (laughs) Some people do. I mean, you can dislike it. You can kind of think it's a little icky, but nobody really hates porn. I don't think so. If they say they hate porn, they're lying. You know what? Thanks, stands on warning. All right. So we go back to the. So we go to this the new crime scene, which is kind of like a hotel. It's the you know, motel hotel yeah. where Amo Muzz lived. Because there was a report that uh, Amo Muzz has beat feet out of town and, and left some, and of, those left some of those pagan cards. cards. So, uh, Miss, what's her name? Enid? Hmm? Was her yes. name Enid? Yes. I can't remember her last name, though. Borden? <laughs> Can we Anyways, no? anyway. her so wedding dress, her wedding was, dress stolen. was stolen. <laughs> and... And she has a bunch of lovely things to say. That miserable little bag of puke. Yeah. And she ex- describes all the things that she had taken she, out of the car. Well, all was love was a big box that he sings. A bunch she, of pagan cars. Reminds me of the mom from Johnny Dangerously. The, my favorite the thing she from, said. From, from the train. <laughs> my favorite thing she said. Which was a good I actually one. misheard. <sighs> so I thought she said, "Goddamn puss-faced piss dick," but she also she actually says, "Goddamn puss-faced pimp stick." But I think piss dick is funnier. But she's she's interesting. I remember I played a character once in a role-playing game where I was supposed to do a lot of insults. And I'm like, how come nobody told me about this character? <laughs> and so Joe's... Not bad at insults. <laughs> so Joe's like, hey, we could uh, write you up for swearing at us. And she goes, well, says who, flathead? 
California Penal Code, Anyway, and then she goes through the whole thing, and he's like, yeah, well, the rest of the stuff I hiss down the trash, but I call it, because if I don't like some people, I have a heart, goddammit! Right. You don't like Pulp Fiction? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is bothering me. No. Pulp Fiction's a great movie. It, I find it very confusing. I don't I've like the way the timeline it. goes. Well, like, you ever watch it when it was recut in order? No. It loses something. It I really does. It was I, on YouTube for like a short time. Someone went through and then they fucking pulled it right away. Look, I understand. A lot of people think Pulp Fiction is a really great movie. I think it is an okay movie. It's a great movie. I don't have any desire to ever see it again. I saw it. It was all right. But I don't think it's this great masterpiece. Jackie Brown's a better movie than Pulp Fiction. No, it's not. It's like your opinion, man. At least it makes sense. Pulp Fiction doesn't make sense. And I don't see, like, I know it's a bunch of interconnected stories, but some of these stories aren't necessary. They don't do anything. Why does Marcellus Wallace get get, get raped by the gimp? It does nothing. It adds he doesn't get nothing. raped by the gimp. He gets raped by Zed. Well, whatever. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. But, like, it doesn't add anything. It doesn't do... You know like, what? It's... We're going to do Pulp Fiction for Tony's birthday. <laughs> I thought we were doing Terminator 2. Ooh, that's a good one. Or Lethal Weapon. Oh. <laughs> one of those. Like, I'll distract you. <laughs> I'm going to distract you from doing Pulp Fiction because I just don't. We can't do Pulp Fiction if we're going to do Terminator 2 or Lethal Weapon. We just have to keep the podcast going, I guess. Movies. Let's keep the podcast going a couple yeah. years. All right. Anyway. My, so, my birthday month. We see. <laughs> we've got to pick it. All right. So we see the, the garbage truck just left and, and Pep's like, hey, didn't uh, she said that she threw some of his stuff in the trash? So they, yeah. They go chase it down. So they have to chase it down, and they bring bags of trash to the park. Fun. And they go through it. And they somehow find a Polaroid picture in the garbage and decipher that it was in Amos Muzz's garbage. <laughs> yeah. Not the entire <laughs> hotel, but this must have been his bag of trash because they label it Amos Muzz on the side. And so Joe's like, any chance one of them's uh, Amos Muzz? And Pep's like, not if we're lucky because it's two rather attractive fit ladies. <laughs> and there's a whole phone number on the back. So they call the number, and it's Caesar residence. And they're like, ah, Emma Muzz, please? He's not here right now. Where is he? Well, since he's Mr. Caesar's driver, Mr. Caesar's on his yacht. You've got to be at the marina. So they head to the marina. Just and we, tell people where I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we pull up to the marina. That's what happens I'll when I'll take you, a message. That is what happens when you hire only baitmates. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. That's fair. Baitmates don't know shit about security. Baitman's got a lot of health jack. They know a lot about a lot of different things, but they certainly Gardening, don't know shit about security. Plumbing. Mm-hmm. All right, so we find Emma Muzz. Or keeping sl- their mouth shut. Shh. We find Emma Muzz sleeping in the front of the limo. That can be a plus, though. Hot shot. <laughs> and <laughs> so they walk over and try to wake up Muzz, and Muzz doesn't wake up, so they you know, they do the old horn trick. And you wake up. Like, Muzz. We'd like to talk to you. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he starts the car and drives away over Dan Aykroyd's oh. feet. And he Ouch. does that the same face that he does, the yeah. holy shock, ow, this hurts face. There's a bunch of crunch noises. Like, just break both your feet. You want to know what's mm-hmm. funny? The face he makes when his feet get driven over is the same face he makes when the ghost gives him a blowjob in Ghostbusters. <laughs> You're not wrong. I know. That's why it's so funny. Uh, so, or and gross. Then, Pep decides he's going to drive for this car chase. And Joe gets in the passenger seat because, well, his feet don't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And he's Pep's like, all right, I'm gonna. And Joe's like, I'm gonna call it. And and Pep's like, why would you call it? And this is our collar. And Joe's like, hey, wait a minute. From my brother the traffic cop to my sister the meat maid, when one of us gets a collar, we all make a collar. Is there any special medication you're on that you should be aware of as your partner? Yeah. And they're driving through the beach. And they drive through some stuffed animals, and a stuffed animal gets stuck on the front of Muzz's car. It's a dog. Mm-hmm. And they drive, and now they're in the water, and he's like, hey, Joe, you ever been to Hawaii? Because <laughs> you always drive in the water, of like, course. Common knowledge. This is a really silly car chase. It's if, Dragnet. If I'm trying to get rid of a cop, you know where I'm not going to drive? On the beach, in the water, because I feel like that would throw, slow my limousine you know what? down. Yeah. That might, I might but, do that, but you know what I won't do is drive up the fucking lifeguard stand. <laughs> yeah. Which is what he does. And for some reason, Pep follows him, but doesn't go up the ramp. He just crashes into the stand. Yes. He is is not Memphis Reigns. Right. Well, who is? So then Pep says, Amo Muzz, you are under arrest. (laughs) Yeah. And we're in the interrogation room. They're grilling him. They're grilling him. And Muzz is a little bit upset. He spits at Pep. But Pep gets out of the way and hits Joe right in the face. Mm. Ugh. It's a bad day for uh, it's a big loogie, too. It's icky, yeah, and Pep says, is gross. Yeah, that's Pep's like, you know what <laughs> happens um, to Carly a lot at work? <laughs> says, it has work. happened to Carly at work, but not a lot. <laughs> Anytime more than once is too many. So, Pep's like, hey, Joe, can you get us a couple cups of coffee? Hey, man, Muzz, you want anything? Chewing gum, Snickers bar, and my attorney badge kisser. So Joe leaves and Pep's like, well, well, it's just you, me, your balls, and this drawer. And, Tony and he slams like, it shut. I don't fully understand the... the, the what's well, because I haven't seen this movie balls. since I was little. <laughs> he puts just his balls in the drawer and then shuts it repeatedly. My, How he got the balls yeah, out yeah, of his pants. Because this is one of those movies, and that's why I was a little. That's why I was kind of excited to see it. Because there's a lot of movies that I watched a fuckload when I was little, and I didn't quite get all of it because I was little. So now when I rewatch them, like Caddyshack, now I get different stuff when I watch it. I'm like, oh, that's what. Are you trying about. to figure out the physical way he got Amos Muzz's yeah, balls well, that was that one of things. Well, I wanted to make sure I heard it right. My dad used to say that all the time. Whenever you know, we'd like be going somewhere, like you want anything, Dad? And he'd be like, Yeah, my, my you know, Snickers gum. gum, Snickers bar, my attorney badge kisser. You know, it's funny. I a guess. friend of mine, we still do that. If either one of us asks, Hey, I'm going somewhere, you want something? This yeah. is what we say. But then, I'll call him right now. He probably wouldn't do it because of the <laughs> But then, but then I remembered, I was like, I remember this scene. He he puts his balls in the drawer and slams the balls shut, and that's how he gets him to talk. And I was like, But that can't be right. <laughs> so I can't wait to rewatch this. And I watch it like. Motherfucker, he does that, I guess. That's ridiculous, but okay. He puts so, his balls in a drawer and slams it shut. Repeatedly. Okay. And he screams a bunch of times. And while Joe's getting coffee, you hear the door slamming, or the, the drawer slamming, and Muzz... Well, because I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so we watched we watched uh, Kurt Russell put a chair on a guy's throat right. to get him to talk. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, your, your, your boy in Face Off put a gun... Travolta put a gun to a guy's eye. eyeball, and we we're all like, "God damn, this guy! This guy takes it one step further." All right, so he said, Pep, "Pep holds the title now." Pep's like, "Hold my beer, <laughs> hold my Pepsi." Nope, hold my beer. All right, so Joe gets back, and Muzz is sweating profusely. I can't imagine why. I don't know. And he's out there, and he's singing, and he's like, and we find out all kinds of things about the pagans. And hey, where's the clubhouse? He goes, "I'm not saying anything else until you get my attorney here, badge kisser." <laughs> 
and Pep goes, you know, it'll look go, go great with this coffee. There's a couple Danishes. And you look over at Muzz, <laughs> and he smiles, and he opens the drawer. So we cut to um, uh, Pep and Joe going to uh, the undercover dressing station. Yeah. And they both the come out in the worst undercover outfits ever. Joe's got, like, a red mohawk with long blonde hair. And, and like, some kind of, like, puppy dog, like... Tattoo. Tattoo on his eye. Joe Friday looks like he belongs in that <coughs> in the uh, Police Academy movie where Bobcat <laughs> Goldthwait is the bad guy. Yes. Police Academy too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pep looks like he was in Cobra's spot. <laughs> I was going to say, he looked yeah. like... What's his name from Cobra? He was yeah. in Cobra's spot and needed to be moved. Because yeah. he's got oh, yeah. the same outfit on. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss my ass, puto. <laughs> All right. He does look like Lou Diamond Phillips in the beginning of his career in a lot of movies. <laughs> so we, uh, but not as handsome. So we're driving up to the clubhouse and they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're like, oh, it's probably just a meeting where they sit around and drink beers and whatever. Like, uh oh, highway patrol, and they're pulling us over. So as the cops pull up, he says, "License registration." Joe looks at him and says, "What's the offense, officer?" And then the other guy looks over and sees that Pep has. Muzz's pagan card that says pagan in good standing. His <laughs> official pagan ID. What now? <laughs> Everybody knows you get those in the gang. It's common knowledge. You don't have one? You've never been in a gang. That's why. Anyway. <laughs> do, you, do you think the Bloods and the Crips have little Bloods and Crips IDs that 100%. they have to carry around in their... <laughs> I mean, how else you tell them apart? Right, 100%. Uh, their bandana color, obviously. No, but you have to have your official card otherwise you could be a schmuck with a bandana. Yeah. So anyway. The, the cop's like, no, it's okay, man. They're pagans. It's like, oh, yeah. Joe's like, show me your card, Muzz, Amel. <laughs> and Pep goes, that's me, Muzz, Amel, Amel, Muzz. And he hands him the card and he goes, I've been sick. <coughs> he that's goes, all right. Not, that's why I'm not Jaws from James Bond movies. <laughs> He's like, all right, we just can't make sure we have any non-pagans around, especially tonight, right? <laughs> and they're laughing and Joe's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Looks over, Pep starts laughing. And we get the famous Tom Hanks from the 80s laugh. <laughs> Very true. Ah. You ever see Money Pit? I have, and I just realized that that's your fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. I might have stole that from Tom Hanks, because these are the movies I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. So this is where I learned how to do things. If you watch Big Trouble on China again, you'll f- figure some more shit out. <laughs> like, why is your D&D character always trying to be Raiden? Have you ever seen Big Trouble on China? <laughs> like Raiden isn't the... in Big Trouble on oh, China. Oh, yes, he is. His name is Lightning. Yeah, but... <laughs> Did you plan that? That's fucking spooky. Yeah, Thunder's about to come in here and kick your ass. But don't piss him off, because he'll blow up like a garbage pail kid. Right. All right, so as they get to the party... Uh, they're greeted by some guy in a goat mask. He says, Good evening, pagans. Don't forget your goat leggings. And they give him some goat leggings. It's very handy for them in this undercover op that people just showing up and giving them things. I, it, it was really funny because I expected them... I totally forgive all of these things because it's a movie I watched when I was six. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. But I had forgot... I expected them to get to the party and then be not dressed correctly. But they were and they blended Which right was in. interesting. Luckily, somebody dropped by with some goat leggings well, for yes. them. And then another person dropped by with some drugs. And then... oh, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get to the drugs. But, so they get to the party, and there's a big billboard that says, Pagan, People Against Goodness and Normalcy. <laughs> P-A-G-A-N. Pagan. 
Which you think that would be in their manifesto. Yes, that you think at least one because, of them would have read. But you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because they act like this is that, oh my God, that's what that stands for? But you had their manifesto. Yeah. Which it looked like Pep actually was interested in reading. I could see Pep reading the manifesto on the pop. You're also investigating Pagan. You would think you would do a little... You would read this manifesto somewhere. All right, you guys are reading way too much into this. (laughs) I'm trying to read this Pagan manifesto and you keep interrupting me. (laughs) So anyway, so they put on their goat leggings and they walk around. And then they find the drug guys. Like a little little something before the ceremony starts. And Pep's (laughs) like, why not? And he grabs like a white one and a blue one. And then he grabs handfuls of each of them, puts them in his pocket... You sound like Caster Troy's brother when you... <laughs> 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 Hi, bro. Oh, man. Pollock. Do you, Pollock, do you know what John keep, has done to me at least once a day? <laughs> <laughs> we were at jiu-jitsu. Oh, thank right? God, And Tony, she's trying to jiu-jitsu, and I just keep bringing over petting her face. You did it? I did that. Like, to her? Yeah, like three times. <laughs> did anybody get it? No. No. Oh, oh, come did. on. He keeps doing it to me constantly. She did, and... Let me tell you the face she made when I started doing it. Because she's like, like seriously trying to jujitsu, and I'm just like, <laughs> She gave me this look that she was going to kill me, so I just did it again. Oh. You think it fixes it if you and do it again? And then half the time he whispers, I'm Sean Archer. <laughs> you didn't hug her and go, Michael, Michael. Next time. Oh, man. Well, there's a Michael in the room. He might stop on Oh, that. yeah. Like, yeah. that's weird, man. <laughs> All right, anyway. Those so, are like once a day at least. <laughs> so they start to the... Get ready, Carly. The, the party starts. Yeah, it does. That sound is John pouring more wine. Not peeing. <laughs> <laughs> this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Decor Merlot from uh, the Duckhorn Portfolio. Friends, if you ever get a chance to drink this stuff, this is a wonderful California Merlot, and drink it. It's good for you. You want to know why it's so good? Because it's a duck decoy. <laughs> All right, so they start dancing, and how would you describe this dance, Tony? Hmm. A goat jig? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you keep your legs straight and kick them in front of you. And Almost like the Russian the dance, kind of. Uh, but the Russian dance, you get low. Yeah, yeah, like, you, you don't get low. Try, like, if you try like to do the Russian can? dance. No, because they bring the knees and then bring it straight out. Yeah. So if you try and do the Russian dance, but weren't very flexible. Or you so, had leg braces on. Yeah. You had to keep your legs completely straight. Yeah. This is how... Forrest Gump, when he had those magic legs, did... Mama the- said they were my maggot shoes, and they would take me anywhere. <laughs> my maggot shoes? Magic. I tried to say magic, but I said <laughs> I think I might have been doing it. <laughs> maggot shoes. Oh, oh my God, his mother would never say that. Mrs. Gump was a nice These lady. These are my maggot shoes. <laughs> no, that wasn't actually Forrest Gump. That was uh, Nicolas Cage from Con Air. <laughs> it was my hummingbird. Dear Casey. I'm coming home. Oh, Scotty Dog. <laughs> All right, so uh, the high priest of living pagan perfection comes out, and it's time for the ceremony. And he says, with this lion's mane, I do consecrate. And he throws it. Which, he, okay, so they did not scalp that lion. They just no. gave him a mohawk. We've so already it should just that. be... They made like a wig. But, yeah. It should just but, be loose hair It should just be loose hair. <laughs> It's not. It's like a fucking pelt. What the hell? This costume department is... Uh, this has been asked and answered. We're moving on. Next, he has the bat, and he throws the bat. And then they're like, oh, we're missing away. his 120-foot anaconda. And then he pulls out a bow and a snake. He's like, seek. Oh, oh no, that's that was Doom. That was oh. coming. 
So he threw a bat in the pit? No, he threw yeah, a he bat. Okay, because I'm like, wouldn't the bat just fly away? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was did. not looking at the screen. He so just, like, helped the, the bat, like, take off. Oh, okay. So then we have Ingrid Borgman's um, wedding dress is on a nice young The lady. virgin in white. Connie Swale. Yep. How comes poor um, Connie Swale? Pure and white as driven snow from Orange County. Here we go. And I thought, it's really <laughs> odd that they that. had to that was steal this shit. wedding dress from an old lady because, I mean. I know. It's just, that it's was just probably just, <laughs> I mean, they're not going to pay for a wedding dress. And but so Joe's based timer goes on off. how great Amal Muzz's landlady was, he probably just was like, well, fuck her. I'm going to steal her wedding dress. Plus, there's no way that her and the Virgin County Swale are the same size currently, so it's not like she could wear it again. All right, so they throw Connie Swale into the pit, and they're like, let's go, and they both have to dive in the pit to save her. Can you swim? Junior lifeguard. He said, Red Cross, pal. He's like, silly me. And they jump in, and so Joe's like, street back, and he goes, I found the snake. <laughs> And Pep is now wrapped up in the snake but with his eyes looking right at him. Poke him in the eye or bite his tail. He didn't. Yeah. He's just trying to he wrestle it a little bit. You see that facts that will blow your mind video. <laughs> and Joe's like, LAPD, ma'am, you can relax. And she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and like, what happened? What's your name, ma'am? Where are you from? She's like, I'm from Aura. Whatever he goes. And so they cut back to Pep and she goes, and her favorite color is blue. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm about to be eaten here. He goes, oh, they grabbed me last night. They needed a virgin. So Pep stops, and the snake stops, too, and they look at her. <laughs> no bullshit. Watch it again. The fucking snake stopped and looked. And Pep goes, you're a virgin? And he goes, uh-huh. And then they start wrestling around again. <laughs> so I then, kept thinking she was going to say, no. <laughs> so then the, the snake starts to constrict. And you can see that the snake is clearly a, a prop because yeah. Dan Aykroyd is picking it up, putting it over his neck, and he's like tapping it like he's punching it. <laughs> and then they cut away and they cut back and the snake has fallen down, so he has to pick <laughs> it up again. <laughs> anyway, he's like, straight back, it's constricting us. I'm like, it's nowhere near your head, dude. Like, <laughs> it could constrict other parts of it's your body. It's loose. But it could also, constrict my left leg and still be constricting you me. Hold your breath, don't exhale. Because if they feel breath. you exhale, they They'll get tight. They'll take the space, yeah. <laughs> it's a jiu-jitsu trick, too. I do that. If you breathe out, I take that space. Now you can't breathe back in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that I one stuck. I forgot about. It just came back to me. I know. I recently felt that move when I breathed out, and you took up that space. And then you put your hand over my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am you like you don't do creeper. that, dude. I would never You get her in a hole, and you're like... <laughs> yes! <laughs> She once slapped me in the face. Wow. She was trying to tap and just like, wah I was like, well, I don't want to let go. <laughs> you were trying to kill me. <laughs> That's what that means. When you're doing a combat martial art and you tap, that means, yes, you've killed me. Let go. You've killed me. <laughs> I accept my death. Tap, tap. Don't take my face <laughs> off. Now, I tap, tapped you in the face. Maybe it was intentional. It's <laughs> not the worst. Not the meanest place I tapped on. No, she wants to slap me in the balls, too. Oh. It was the... I was... And she's not the only person who have done that. And I was rolling with another guy who did it. He goes, I'm going to take that as a win. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. So now, like, hurry up, Pep, do something. So he reaches into his pocket and finds all of the drugs. Puts it in the snake's mouth and then closes its mouth. And the little eyes and the snake roll back. Yeah. And he drops them. And Pep has a great line here. Anybody? Anybody? Anybody want some boots? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come in. 
But you probably weren't supposed to kill the snake. Um, <laughs> this little tail goes up straight, and then it falls back down. Why weren't you supposed to kill the snake? They, the zoo probably wanted it back. It was yeah, trying okay. to, if it's trying to kill you. Yeah, is it dead? Or high as fucking draft Need numbers. to have its stomach pumped? <laughs> or it's, does it, any of those drugs work on the snake? Yeah, or did it kill the might... snake because no matter how much you gave it this one thing, it would kill a snake? Or it might not do anything to a snake. I don't... Well, it would definitely do something to the snake. Well, But that's not a real snake. That's just a rubber toy. All right. So they um, they make it into this tunnel and they're running. And How do they get out of the pit? <laughs> the trap door. So they hit the tunnel and they're running out and the high pagans like, who are those fools? Go after them. And they come out of the hole and there's a bunch of pagans. And what are they saying? Kill the good. Kill the good. Kill the good. Kill the good. So Joe pulls out his badge and says, LAPD. You're all under arrest. You are all under arrest. And they're all just, kill the good. And kill the like, good. He says, not gonna work. for Christ's sake, he pulls out yeah. A fucking hand cannon and cracks up a couple rounds of the air. And this works because they scatter like fucking roaches. Yet they didn't shoot the snake. <laughs> he probably, a hard grab. I look, mean, look, the <laughs> snake was constricting him. He couldn't get out of his oh, pocket. Okay. They did both have guns that we conveniently forgot about while they were in the pit with the snake. Yes. Do guns work once they get wet? Ooh. These sure did. Yes. Afterward. <laughs> Oh, it depends on the gun, but nine times out of ten, I'll say nine out of a hundred, yes, they do. Because it's just, never mind. Okay, I just was curious, the I don't little, know enough about guns. The primer, the primer explodes and shoots the bullet out. All right, so, um, dur- during the ruckus, the high priest grabs Connie. She turns around and slaps off his mask, and we see, <gasps> it's the Reverend Worley. What the hell? So he covers his face and runs off, but she looked him right into the windows of the soul and said, <laughs> No, sorry, he didn't. Um... So the boys start fighting because everybody, you know, they have guns, but it's time for fisticuffs. And they're like, Friday, it's our car. We can steal it back. And he's like, good idea. I hope they left the keys in it. They did. Great. And they hop in the car and they drive away. So um, they drive to drop Connie Swell off home. And he's like, wow, what a lovely house. And it looks like a very wholesome home from the 1950s. It's pink. And Pep says, yeah, can the beaver come out and play? (laughs) That house was also used in the burps. And the beaver. The... Come out and play? Yeah. No? All right. From Libra to Beaver? That house was also used Horns in the movie The Burp. There you go. <laughs> and on Desperate House. Was that, was that the Clopac house? I don't know. No, probably not. It just the says it was used as a set house. piece in the burp. I mean, they could paint it. It could be the Clopac house if they paint it. Did you ever clean that house we worked at Custom Made that had the weird painted, it looked like a dollhouse? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the first we thing, all knew what house that was because like, wow, that was a choice. <laughs> so it's the wee hours of the morning. What do you do? You call your captain at home and say, Captain, I need you to come to the office. We can talk about this. And the captain's like, eat a bag of dicks, but okay. So the captain comes in his pajamas. And the captain's office, and they describe all the series of events that has happened this tonight. And like, hey, we got to go back there. I think you should call the commissioner and have her come too. How big this is going to be. And Pep's like, yes, I've got the directions to the compound here in my pocket. And he pulls out his the directions, but all the drugs come out. Mm. And the drug and the captain goes, hey, fever? He says, no, there are illegal narcotics we used to fit in. I was like, all right. We've well, been wearing this since yesterday. And Pep goes, yeah, yeah, we needed it because it, we wouldn't, we needed, without the drugs, we wouldn't be able to get out of the pit from the giant snake. And he goes, oh, yeah, 
I forgot about the snake. How big was the snake? And one says 20, one says 30 feet long. And the captain, like, does the, oh, my brain is just down. Like um, he would, because they took Connie Swale home for some unknown reason, but instead of bringing her to the police station. To get her, <laughs> to get her interviewed about what the fuck happened. Yes. Anyway, so the next morning, uh, they all arrived, but the entire pagan festival is gone. And they cleaned. They're they're and filled the pit in with dirt. Yeah. No, they didn't fill it in with dirt. They drained it. Those dudes did some work. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of them. Yeah, but they're many people against normalcy and goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't seem like the types that do the many hands make light work. (laughs) Well, just because you like sex and drugs, don't mean you can't pick up some paper and fill in a hole. You know. True. Bad sex and good drugs. No, sorry. I mean. It's a cornerstone of a good democracy. If you like bad sex, all you're doing is filling holes. <laughs> anyway, so now the commissioner's there and is like, what the fuck and why are we here? And they're like, well, they must have cleaned up. And they're like, yeah, okay. Uh, they don't believe him. And the commissioner's like, fuck these guys and fuck anybody who looks like them. And mm. the captain's like, no, these are really good police officers. So we cut back to the, um, the station house where we find the virgin Connie Swale. She's looking through mug books, but she doesn't seem like, I'm sorry, Joe, he's not here. Bitch, not done with the book. She's halfway through one book, and it's like, nope, he's not in any of these. All right, then. So he's like, okay, well, I guess that ends my part of the investigation, because at the crime scene, she was like, the commissioner was like, yeah, Amps created this fucking thing. We're done. So he puts down his magazine. What do you know who the, the article is about? The Reverend Jonathan Worley. I feel like he could have said, he was an old white dude. <laughs> Maybe we just narrow down <laughs> who you're looking at. No, they have to look at anybody who's ever oh, been arrested. Man. All right. So Joe goes to pick up Pep, who evidently spent the night with another police officer. Because mm. he arrives and she's scantily clad, and he's wearing a trench coat, hat, and he's handcuffed behind his back. They were playing a rousing game of good cop, bad cop. Looks like he had lost that round. <laughs> sure. I think he won. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so then they uh, they go to get in their car, but it explodes. And Joe says, my hat was in that car. You know what? Instead of investigating this explosion and calling people to have a look, I need some coffee. Mercury Pep switches. goes, like, heavy shit. And Pep's like, I know the best place in town. It's a strip club. It's a strip club. And we see a girl who's wearing nothing but a thong and some pasties. And Elaine really liked the music in the strip club. Uh, did you listen to the lyrics of this song? You want to have a few bars for us? No, but uh, the chorus was, Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying that much attention. It was had a very 80s sound to it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was... Just the facts, ma'am, was what I was the chorus like, was. she's crawling. <laughs> <laughs> and so during their coffee break... Well, you were like, I, I, I don't want to be touching the floor, but I was like, they have gloves on. <laughs> so um, Pep's like, hey, um, Joe, give me 20 bucks. And Joe's like, do I know you long enough to lend you money? I think so. And they're like, look, uh, we've been trying to bust this place in narcotics for months. And there's only one place that can mix those two chemicals, the compound non-science, and the other one. They got a mobile lab. Got to go find their mobile app. It's like, we've been trying to get this place, and like, how are we going to find it? By you lending me 20 bucks. The license just flickered and it scared me. Good thing I didn't have any chili dogs. We're going to have a real problem. 
Um, so during all this, he's talking to Joe, and he talk, looks at Trooper and goes, Hi, Kay, how are you? Like they're old pals. So then finally, Joe gives him some money, and he takes a cherry, puts it in the stripper's mouth, and walks away. Cut to the milk factory, where Joe's takes an Uber, before it was a thing, to the, to the scene, and he's just, uh, and he's like, well, Strebeck was late, as usual. And this is not the part of town. They should be standing around whistling. So what does Joe do? He stands around and he's whistling. And we hear, hey, Superhead! Superhead? Mm-hmm. Zipperhead? Zipperhead. Yeah. Zipperhead. I always thought it said Superhead. Yeah, Zipperhead. Well, I said Zipperhead because we had the We have the subtitles, subtitles on. on. So. Hey. It's definitely Zipperhead. No, I like Superhead better. Hey, <laughs> Superhead! It's like how I like his dick instead of Pimp's dick. Right. And he's like, let's have one of your smokes. And he's like, hey, give it up by not taking it up. It's a bad habit. And he goes, hey, look, give me your money. We'll get our own smokes. He's like, well, if you have money you need... Uh, why don't you get a paper out? Works <laughs> character. Part-time job. <laughs> He's like, hey, listen, I'm not asking you for your money, Ozzy. He's like, no. Are you threatening me, son? And they pull a knife. You so then Joe you... beats up two of the three guys. The third it. guy, who's an Asian gentleman, has nunchucks. <laughs> and and the lady said... goes, why does the Asian guy have to have nunchucks? <laughs> and John goes, it was the 80s. <laughs> I would really like to point 80s. out that you want to know what I really appreciate about this? these three toughs. There's an Asian dude, a black dude, and a Latino guy. Like, they couldn't, they didn't want to stereotype one race. <laughs> they want to get a triple threat here. Unity. Well, this was, this movie's ahead of its time. <laughs> See, cause Diverse gay. I found this on the web. Whoa. No. <laughs> Thank you, Missouri. It pulled up something about triple threats. <laughs> I'm a little worried now. Cool Ranch Doritos. What? I always say things when I think they're listening I... that I don't ever bring up. So if I see if I start getting ads for Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> I don't want ads listening. for Cool Ranch Doritos. Those are nasty. Yeah. I know a lot of people like Cool Ranch Doritos, but they are not good. I have discovered lately, I'll be like, oh, I'm curious about that. But I won't Google it because I don't want ads about it. <laughs> <laughs> you should let Tony Google it because his search history is a dumpster fire. I'll be like, I'm curious. It's pretty bad. But not enough to risk Googling. <laughs> I don't know what kind of weird ads I'm going to get now that I've Googled what what is what kind of boy's name is Pep. <laughs> Joseph. That makes sense. All right. Anyway. So Diapers. now the, the police tank enters the milk factory and they crash through the door and like start wrecking the whole place there's milk everywhere so they come out in biohazard suits what's the first thing you do if you want to be sure that it's not a dangerous drug you take your biohazard you take take it off and you drink and you drink whatever the liquid is you don't know is it air he goes I can't quite place it it tastes like milk fresh wholesome milk vitamin D good for strong bones you probably love this stuff (laughs) <laughs> for strong bones and good teeth but that's probably all foreign to you isn't it Mr. Gingivitis <laughs> so then we cut to they're now fully dry in their suits and they're explaining to the proprietors of the milk factory that because they had a search warrant they can take no legal action that can't be true <laughs> no. I'm sure the city of wherever is paying for that Los, Los Angeles. Angeles the city of angels I don't know it's the city of crime <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of laws they have in California no, no. Well, that liberal shithole, I guarantee you. They probably have to, the, you know, they has a whole fund for it. Who knows? This Those was people, the 80s. They all become All your equipment was wrecked. 
They become millionaires now because the police came and knocked them. This is California. This is the 80s, though. This is before everybody started suing everybody over every little thing. Yeah, it's still a liberal shithole. Anyway. Oh, man. Where was I? And on a school night, too. That was on something else. All right. Hey, just then we see, uh, oh, I wrote on here Hugo. His name is Emil. <laughs> we see Emil Muzz, and he's there in his milkman uniform, and he's like, Whoosh. and we see a truck drive away. It says, fresh, wholesome milk. But I guarantee you, you don't want to drink this. Mm-mm. You ever see aliens? It's a lot like that. <laughs> so, Joe thinks that, hey, you know what I think? I think they might have mixed those chemicals before we got there. They knew about it. And Pep's like, nah. He's like, Strebeck, why was it at your watch? He's like, well, you don't want to talk. You don't like my music, so I'm watching my TV. And he's got a little two-inch TV. <laughs> and the reception is shit. That was a real watch, by the way. Made <laughs> by Casio. Yep. Tony goes, Seiko. how long does that Seiko. last? Seiko, sorry. <laughs> it was a little battery last, what, half an hour? <laughs> In the 80s, so it was all over the air, so they had like two channels. Yeah. You probably paid a fucking. Yeah. It was a, a shitload. A shitload? Shitload. Shitload. Honestly, it's, it's rather expensive, at least 10 years ago, even. A TV one? To have, like, even the phones that would play the. T- I remember my ex brother in law having, like, insisting that he be able to watch TV on his phone. Yeah. And it, before got, there was like apps for every yeah. little thing, and the amount of data that you use, and the <laughs> until they got lithium batteries and smartphones. Do you remember when everybody was like wanted their phone as small as possible? Yeah. And you thought it was ridiculous to watch TV on your phone because that phone screen was so small, and yeah. now you don't even notice. Yeah. Now I watched a movie on my phone today. <laughs> I remember in Zoolander, he had the little little TV. <laughs> It was downloaded from Netflix, so I they could were getting watch it. Smaller. Well, they're getting smaller wherever, again. wherever. Yes. Yeah, I think phones <laughs> hit their peak in bigness. Now they're getting smaller again. Hmm. All right. So on the watch, we zoom in, and we see that it is um, Commissioner What's her nuts, and she's trying to get the mayor to resign now. And then a speech from the Reverend Worley, and Reverend Worley says. And even the pornographer like Jerry Caesar can no longer take the crime in this city. And he's going to give me a million dollars to fight crime. It's like, motherfucking million dollars? And this is 1987. Mm-hmm. And what else they had? A big bag of cocaine. Okay. If I am the pornography king, Jerry Caesar, and I think there's too much crime in my city, why am I giving a million dollars to a reverend? So you can stamp out crime. Well, they, have, they have a whole organization. The what's it called? The mamas. Mama. Mamas, yeah. The mamas boys. So maybe. Do you think you find somebody who didn't speak out about you specifically to support? I also don't <laughs> understand why they want to get rid of this mayor. <laughs> so they can gain power. You want to get rid of someone who's in charge? It's so you could be but, in charge. But it's not. That's called a power grab. But they don't talk about how they're going to make the reverend the mayor. If you use the military, it's no, called they, a coup. they're going to make the police commissioner the <laughs> mayor. It's a mutiny. I'm sorry, we did a mutiny. Okay, brother. I didn't mean to do a mutiny. Okay, brother. Meanwhile, Bye, in bro. in our city, the former sheriff is on trial. <laughs> no, no, and that's Norfolk. You, that's what I'm saying. In our oh, city, uh, Tony I and I live in no, no. Norfolk. No. <laughs> Not in our city. Now, do Not I yet. think that there might have been a time when that particular sheriff might have made a grab for mayor? <laughs> no comment. 
If he saw a spot open. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so Pep is like, hey, so they're just they're coming off shit. He's like, hey, you want to go grab a bike, get a couple of brewskis or something there? And he's like, no. I got plans. Joe's like, I have plans. And he goes, you have a date? And he's like, that's none of your business. That's feedback. I'll see you in the morning. And Pep's like, fine. Fuck you. I don't, I don't care, care what where you're going. Do. I don't care what you're doing. He gets his motorcycle and he goes, yeah, I do. I got to know. I care. I got to know. So then he follows him. And so Pep comes to this house. He's like, oh my God, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm going to be sitting and driving him with him one day and the fucking claw is going to come out. Ah! And so found the door opens and we see Joe and we see an, an older lady. And he's like, holy shit, he's dating Mother Goose. He goes, hey, Joe. He's like, Streetback, how did you find me here? And he goes, who is this? And he's like, this is my grandmother. And he's like, oh, Granny Friday, nice to meet you. And he goes, now that's any of your business. This is my maternal grandmother. Her name is Monday. Monday. That's how well that joke went over. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't get to this now. Oh, I oh. did. <laughs> She's Friday, this is Monday. Just contrary to what people think, I don't really think everything is funny. Because <laughs> you thought that, but did you say that you explained that it was funny because you laughed? Because she's, she's Grandma Mundy, M U N D Y, Mundy. But it did not occur to me that that was a Monday pun. Mm. Mm. It's like Solomon Grundy. Mm-hmm. Born on a Monday, died on a Sunday. <laughs> anyway, uh, I already passed through all that. So, and then uh, she's then Gram- Grammy Monday's like, hey. Maybe you should come to dinner with us. And Joe's like, no, I've already invited someone. And you don't really know her. So they both stop and go, her? <gasps> Joe, do you have a date? He goes, Pep's like, well, it seems like I do too. Like Every Monday, may I ask her in Joe's car? She says, that would be great, Detective Star Trek. <laughs> she also calls him Detective Swayback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just can't get straight back back. Right. But not in the insulting way that jo- that joke is normally done. No, it's just a, it's a it's a friendly kind of a. It's more like old lady who can't remember properly yeah. kind of a way. Right. I would not get mad at all if she fucked up my name. I'm used I'm, to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's phonetic. Why do people get our name fucked up? Well, it's not supposed to be it's phonetic. It's phonetic though. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds exactly it's how you think it would sound. It doesn't right, matter. So sound it out. We learn that. One night after the pagan ritual, because he says, 24 hours ago, I was at a pagan uh, festival, and now this. So less than 24 hours later, who's Joe's date? The Virgin Connie The Virgin Connie Swell. So he went from, I just met you in a pit last night, to I want you to meet my grandmother tomorrow. It was love at first rescue. One might say their timers went off. Yeah, they would. Four would say that if they're on this podcast. I don't think Tony wants to. I didn't hate Timer. I don't remember if I liked Timer. See, you and I remember that episode very differently. I don't think I hated it. I just had problems with where you got a little mad. I just get upset. (laughs) Elaine got a little mad too. Because if you think about the science. I feel like you had a chart. I think you pulled out like an actual like equation that he figured. Because there's bigger processes going on that this little movie does not touch on. Because it's a movie. Because it didn't think about it. And it's like, no, dude, you're affecting the entire reality. With this little cute little app that you have. But we don't have to get in that. Let's do our episode on time. <laughs> I get a little upset. <laughs> it's way back in the beginning. It's like episode oh. three or something. <laughs> it's, it's like herpes. It won't go away. No, it's like episode eight, I think. Because her first one it's was not Life is a House. It's episode 54 because that's Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. 
I got that in. All right, so we're at dinner, and we're at the Brown Derby. And when I think of the Brown Derby, I was thinking, I love Lucy. Why? Because they went to the Brown Derby, and they were trying to figure out who one of the characters are, and she's like, hey, who is that? And the lady turned around and said, it's Eve Arden, and the lady that said it was Eve Arden. I think if you say you got to go to the Brown Derby, it's because you ate too many chili cheese dogs. <laughs> is the Brown Derby a famous Hollywood restaurant? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Timer is episode eight. No, ladies right, Anyway, so we see the commissioner walks in. Probably with, since 14. All right. With the captain. And who else? Reverend Jonathan Ward. Reverend? Reverend. I've been breathing all day, man. I'm tired. How much drinking. wine have you had? Have a bottle. Wait a bit. I know. I'm like, gonna have to put him to like bed later. Like Carly levels of wine. <laughs> well, no, on. Carly would have finished the bottle. Let's be real. <laughs> Carly left the bottle upstairs to avoid that. <laughs> you don't have to have a little piece of this Merlot because it's, it's good. I like it. All right. So, um, Connie identifies the man who kidnapped me. I'll never forget his face. I don't feel like I'm doing that very well. You're not because you, you are not. Can I get another shot of it? Look, your impressions are. F- can go from real good to real bad. Real quick. But your Connie Swale is not good. I, I should have enough problems. Uh, it's because you're not a virgin. Once you get to the bottom of that, I think you'll be able to. Think so? Right. Okay. <laughs> you're not a virgin who was kidnapped and... Thrown in a snake pit? Sacrificed <laughs> to a snake. But I do a mean running in slow motion like they do in Baywatch. Do you? I'll be ready. I do not. <laughs> anyway. So, in the bathroom, Joe follows the reverend. And, the, and he says, hey, Pat, and he's like, you get front of him, he's like, you're going to go to jail. And, and the reverend's like, excuse me? And he goes in and takes a shit. He does a brown derby. <laughs> he, so the bathroom is pretty full as Joe runs down the things that he's going to charge him with while you see the reverend's pants around his ankle and goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he goes, and finally when he opens the door, he says, you made the promise, now I'm going to keep it. And he handcuffs him, doesn't let him wash his hands. <laughs> and he just dropped the deuce. Mm. Brown derby. <laughs> you want that to be a thing, don't you? It's just a thing. <laughs> Where were you? I was at the Brown Derby. Oh, man. You got out to L.A.? Nope. <laughs> and chili cheese dogs. Friends, make it a thing. That and Tallywhack. Tallywhack. Tallywhacker back. Everybody should be at the Brown Derby once a day if you are... If, if you're, you're in good health. If everything's working properly. Yeah. So Young Guns is free on something, and I was going to watch it this morning. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't want to know about your trip to the Derby. It was IMDb, so I was like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't watch it because it had ads in it. I was like, I have this. I could just watch it without ads, and it'll bug me if it has ads. All right, so so he arrests him, and rather than taking him to jail, he takes him back to his table with the commissioner and his captain. You want to know it's weird? Now we call it ads. They used to be called commercials. And now they're ads. But that's what commercials are. Ads. Well, commercials are advertisements for products. I think we call ads because they call them ads on the TV. Yeah, but it's funny. But it's weird that now they're not even commercials anymore. This is what's called language evolving. Like Tallywhacker used to be a right. you know what? for schlong. Sometimes things but now, popped in my head, schlong, you call it and a... then you just say it out loud. Like when Carly said right before our R's. Yeah, and I meant eyes or ears because you listen to them. But it came out weird. weird. But I did watch a movie last night that had ads, and it's like ad one of two or movie I hate will continue after ads. When it says one of two, I always get mad like, fuck. I'll watch like the DIY or one of those things. It's like one of six. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, I get, I'm like, all right. I don't like it when they tell you the little, well, 
I don't like it when they tell you the, how long your ads are. They should just show the ads. It'll be like although, 120 seconds yeah. until your movie, re- get, re- you know, resumes. Although maybe Holy that shit. just means that. We're at an hour and a half already <laughs> because every five seconds we go off on a fucking tangent. <laughs> but it's well, weird because when you were little, you used to, so you wanted to know how long the commercials were so you knew if you had enough time and to get snack or go to the brown derby. But now, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to know that there's 128 minutes of ads. Just show the commercials so I can get back. Like now knowing that I have to sit okay, there. Okay, so the commissioner is like, hey, you take those handcuffs <laughs> off of him and you're fired. So then Joe gets fired and right outside the restaurant, the captain is left behind and he takes Joe's badge and gun in front of his grandmother, Pep, and the virgin, Connie Swale. Ouch. Also, the virgin Connie Swale is wearing the worst dress ever. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is the dress she'll have on for the remainder of the movie. Yes. Oh, so Pep says, that's okay, Joe. I'm going to build a case. And the captain says, you'll do nothing. I'll have your badge for fucking breakfast. <laughs> and he didn't say it with an Irish fucking accent either. <laughs> So, they flip you for real. Basically, you're not going to go after Whirly. Right. And Pep's like, all right, well, uh, and Granny Monday's like, well, hey, let's all go out to eat. I'm like, there's a fucking restaurant behind you. She says, let's go out for chili dogs because, fuck, yeah, favorite tertiary yeah. object, right? And oh, that's the first time you left the Brown Derby to get chili dogs. Champagne <laughs> at the restaurant, Mr. Just Lost His Job. Yeah, a Dom Perignon bottle, too. Anyway, I skipped over that because we're on time. Mm-hmm. All right, so Joe takes Connie to look at the stars while Rainy Monday goes out for chili dogs with Pat. <laughs> Um, as they look at... On a at, motorcycle. Yeah. Pep is being a good wingman here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, Granny. You and me. If I not, don't even like chili dogs. If, <laughs> not, if nothing else, Pep is a stand-up dude. He's out looking for your, uh, you know, your one-eyed monster. Well, he's trying to help his friend out. He gets plenty because, of tail. Right. He, he gets more chicks than Colonel Sanders. He gets more butt than ashtrays. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He seems to be pretty steady with that lady cop. No, that was three different ladies. Yeah, it was three different ladies. Was it? I thought it was the <laughs> yes. same lady. No. So did I. I didn't notice that they were different actresses. It was, it was oh, always man. a lady cop, and it was uh, always a different lady. Look at us being a-holes, not even noticing that I they're different women. I thought it was women. the same lady. No, three different ladies. Oh, not 80s chicks look the same. Wow. He's Damn. got a girlfriend instead cop. No, you didn't notice the hair color was changing? I thought they were all blonde. Were they not? No. One of them had a short haircut and one at the end had long blonde hair. Uh-huh. All right, you need to go back and watch Dragnet again. Evidently. <laughs> all right, so just as so just as uh, the Virgin Connie Swell and Joe were about to kiss, Muzz flips over their car. <laughs> like he deadlifts that motherfucker and flips yeah. it and then pulls a shotgun on him. No small feet. No. No. The next day... Which, how did Strebeck get his balls in a drawer if he can lift up the car? He didn't. <laughs> we don't worry about those kind of things. So Pep realizes that Joe has overslept. That No, that he has overslept. And there's another female officer there who crawls up and lays on his chest. So he grabs for a condom. But they're all out of condoms. So he grabs his hamburger phone and calls the Virgin Connie Swell's mother. Tony was like, hey, hamburger phone. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Lane was very excited about the hamburger The only phone. way it would have been cooler if it would have been that clear swatch phone. Remember those, the neon ones? My sister that had was the 90s. Or a football phone. Uh, my, sister had one of those, football my sister had one of those clear phones where you could see all we the guts too. and it had everything was neon. Yep. Oh, there was something that the Sports Illustrated football phone was in and I was like, oh shit, I checked on eBay. Those motherfuckers are worth money if it works. Oh, the footballs and basketballs? Yeah, the football stuff? phone. I didn't look up the other one. Just the football phone was worth a I couple bet. hundred bucks. And I was like, was that thing free? Yeah, it was Sports Illustrated or something. Yeah, you had, I guess, subscription. It probably said Sports phone. Illustrated on or something. Yeah, like it did. It was a football, but goddamn, yeah, if you have one in good working order, that motherfucker's worth some money. Friends, if you got one, get on eBay. Sell that son of a bitch. Definitely something right. everybody threw away. So we, real- <laughs> we realized that, <laughs> true, that Connie has not come home either. 
Um, Pep is worried he brings it to the captain. The captain doesn't give a flying fuck. Yeah, um, he's like, if you want to start looking for him, maybe go to the sanitarium. And I'm like, wow, this is quite a turnaround. Because yesterday he yeah. didn't want to take his badge. He's mad. Because he's such a good cop. <laughs> he, he's mad. He's, he's, he's having a hard time with him. <laughs> so then Pep runs into a rookie, and the guy's like, hey, Pep. And he's like, hey, man. Hey, it's, it's Detective Street back to you there, rookie. The next time you eat, you get it in your stomach, not on your chest. And cut your hair, too. And it's like, wow. Like, oh, shit. That it's dude turning is rubbing into, off on me. Yeah. And he, like, does the, oh, God, did I just say that in palm, in face palms? All right, so we see Jerry has a meeting, if you will, with the Reverend Worley at a uh, um, cemetery, and he wants a million dollars. And, and Jerry's smoking a cigarette, and he goes, Will, you threw all a ton of a bitch. You got and balls he, as big as twitch bells. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts a cigarette out on, on st- a, t- a tombstone. Tomb, yeah. What's the tombstone say? Do we know? Did they show it? No. Was yeah. it a funny joke I missed? It might be. Probably. And so the, or Jerry leaves, and the commissioner comes sneaking up, and we see that it's a plot against him, and the reverend's like... You she know, was just chilling behind some gravestones, like, yeah. 20 feet away. You're like, really, dude? Like, it's sit a, in a car or something. And the reverend says, and what's funny is that guy thinks he's going to be alive tomorrow. <laughs> so then we go to Not Muscle Beach, and we see some very buff people... And Amel Muzz looking at what looks like to be a shit ton of weight over his head. And Pep puts a gun to his face <laughs> and says, where's Joe Friday? His gun, which is like a forty four Magnum or something. It's like a silly gun. Nobody learns on a whatever, whatever. Uh, converted four fifty four. Yeah. I did. Except for Harley Davidson and Pep Strebeck. Well, that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the Reverend comes to see Connie and Joe. We're both tied to chairs. And Joe's like, hey, kill me instead of Connie. And he's like... I was going to kill you anyway. <laughs> this is not like a big deal. Yeah. So then he relieves his entire evil plan about how he's going to kill Jerry Caesar and the mayor, and then he is going to take both sides of the coin, and they will all worship him. This is a lot like the Three Musketeers. <laughs> the the Disney uh, one. Mm-hmm. But with less... No, I was going to say dirigibles or whatever. Dirigibles? Not, not the remake. Yeah, there's no dirigibles in here. This is they could have used one. Every movie. Could. No, this isn't the remake. I'm talking about the Disney one with uh, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, the best one. Where were you? Taking care of something ugly. Have you ever done that movie? No. We really need to. Like that one would be fun. Oliver Platt's my favorite character. Calling it way ahead of time. Okay. Don't you Anyway. Okay, so um, as Pep arrives. The Reverend's leaving. Like, they fucking pass each other. They could have 43 Metacritic. You can do it. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. And Pep arrives just in time to save Joe, and they make a run for it. But the Reverend took the Virgin Connie Swell with her, with him. And so they they escape on Pep's motorcycle, and he tells Joe, hold on tight. Tighter. Pretend I'm Connie. He's like, oh, dear God. And he's like... So he goes off the side of the road and he goes, Strebeck, there's no road here. And we cut to the 25th anniversary of eight. And we see the mayor and Jerry both at the party. And Joe wants to go in, but he can't because Pep points out, hey, you're not a cop anymore. And if you go in there, you're going to have to be arrested. And he goes, on what charge, Junior? He's like, 4317. That's right. Personating a police officer. Ooh, that, that, number, that number was totally wrong. I just made that up. I was going to say 2319. You should have said section 714. 0.0, 0.22, 0.2, 0.2. Anyway, so 
at the talent show, we see what I can't imagine has been played in L.A. since this is the national anthem. Yeah. And we cut to uh, some dump trucks, and they're dumping stolen copies of Bait Magazine. A lot. Like, a lot. I, mean, I, guess he said, I guess he said it was the whole run. So the whole run. Be, 25th must be a serious uh, uh, faith, publication. It's more money than you'll see in your lifetime. Damn. And I do that every month. You got balls as big as two bills. <laughs> Stop saying that. It's my favorite line. Anyway, so. Damn it. Do you have a backup? Yes. Okay, we're good. All right. Um, we also, you're going to go before me. Ah. All right, so we see that their hoses from the two gases is pumped into the mansion. And Pep's like, oh, great. And he puts his ear to the, to the pipe, like, you'd be able to hear it. But he walks into the control van, and the guy's like, hey, who are you? And he grabs the phone and goes, oh, I just came to use the phone. Hey, look, the white pages. <laughs> now, the white pages, friends, oh. it's a book with phone numbers in it. You used to have everybody's home phone number in it. Yeah. And he goes, the white pages, my favorite. Or you could pay to be unlisted. He said, tell me, you ever reached out and touched someone? And he hits them with the <laughs> phone book. Phone books aren't really that heavy, so... <laughs> you ever take one to the dome? No. But one year, as you were saying earlier about how people can't pronounce your last name, one year they misspelled my parents' last name in the phone In book. the white page? So no one could find them. So they could tell when the telemarketer called. I do that too when they call for Anthony. they said the wrong name. Unless you're my mom and I'm in trouble. No one calls you Anthony. Nobody calls me. Because my okay, parents' Anthony. last name it's is on not... Your card. You know what's really weird? When we get mail for Gwendolyn Scamardella or, or Cross Is this Forsberg. A princess or something? <laughs> Gwendolyn Scamardella. No, but sometimes we, and Cross Forsberg has gotten some mail too, and I don't know how that happened at all. <laughs> all right, so um, Pep calls his captain and is like, Captain, you get down here, and the captain is pissed. He's real piss piss. He didn't even get a kiss kiss. Mm-hmm. Spent money, money. He sure did. All right, so. Okay. <laughs> I've lost my place. He's confused. Right. No, I, his notes. I'm like, why is he complaining to the rookie again? Oh, because my notes have, have shifted. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and anyway. So the street back goes inside. So, well, God damn it, did it again. So what happens is they set all the, epi- the episodes, the magazines of bait on file. Yep. Which, I don't understand why they do that. Streetback just takes part. He's got a can of gas. He's like, I'm winning. Well, he calls for backup. And don't then, see me. And now, he's, <laughs> now he's undercover. And now he's undercover. And so, Jonathan is leaving, and he's like, I'm going to leave you in charge, Emil. He says, okay. He's like, ever forward. And he throws a cigar into the bait magazines, and they, all, and they go on fire. They almost explode in fire. Because ga- this is an actual accelerant that will start on fire, unlike most things that explode in movies. Yeah. So Joe is driving, and we hear, police officers, clear the road. And he's like, police officers, clear the road. Clear the road. But we'll get the tank. Because they're headed to Pep. As the police show up, we see Amos say, put your masks on, get some guns. So they all put on a gas mask, and a gunfight starts. And just what you know is it's kind of dead even. The police tank shows up and knocks over through the gate and over the fire and opens up, and it's Joe Friday. And Pep says, oh, shotgun. thank God it's Friday. He just starts shooting the shotgun randomly. And then, no, Pep goes, it's me, Pep. <laughs> <laughs> then he says, of course they're shooting in his direction. He's like, oh, guys, what are you doing? Stop it. 
and he says, hey, guys, it's me, Pep. How you doing? And he takes off his, <laughs> the Raiders coat. All right, so um, gunfight, gunfight, gunfight. Um, Pep is fighting but loses his gun when uh, he starts fighting Muzz. And he reaches for his gun, but Muzz steps on his hand and mm. puts a machine Uzi to his face. And just then you hear the scariest fucking sound behind you in history. And it's a shotgun to the back of Muzz's head. And you hear Pep go, ha ha. <laughs> and he goes, don't you know that's my partner? He goes, book him, Pep. You said my first name. And then as Pep is resting, because you hear that Emily called me Pep. <laughs> Because earlier I didn't mention it, but they talked about how friends use first names. And he goes, come on, Muzz, you know the words. Anything you see can and will be used against you in the code of law. I don't think you could do that. <laughs> you can't wrap the Miranda? I don't know how that As long as you give Miranda, it probably shouldn't matter if it's wrapped. Well, it's called reading Miranda, and I don't think he read shit. He sang it. <laughs> uh, not all rapping is singing. I'm sorry. Get their first dance on this. That's Some more. of those people look like sound like you're just reading it off a piece of paper. Anyway, so we find out that um, Worley and has taken the Virgin Connie Swale, and they've gone. And the captain is there, and he's like, hey, we got to go after it. And the captain's like, sorry, Streetback, you can't. can't allow you to take a civilian on with you with a chase. Mm. You're going to need these. Oh, I did a switcheroo. He gives, him, he gives him the old badge and gun back. And he's Didn't like, have the heart to turn him in. So I, yep, couldn't but do instead it. Instead, I've been carrying them around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> two guns, two badges. So Pep's like, I'll drive. And he goes, you must be suffering from amnesia. I outrank you. I'll drive. And well, we've come to find out that Joe's a bit of a dangerous driver when it comes to the Virgin Connie. Oh, he's got a mission. And as the jet arrives, the commissioner tells the reverend that she just heard on the radio, they are finished. They know everything. It's over. The reverend um, says, okay. But what about her? Like, we might as well let her go. The Susie keeping her and goes, okay, I'll go in and untie her. You wait look, here. You look out for the cops. So then he shuts the door and starts the engine. And she knocks on there, Jonathan, I think you might have accidentally started the plane, <laughs> as he flies away. And she's behind the jet screaming, Jonathan! Which I guess, I guess they towed the plane. Because you could clearly see Connie and him in the, bas- in the, mm-hmm. in the uh, cabin or whatever. And cockpit. cockpit, and it just starts dri- driving off. And I was just, like, I guess they towed it, or maybe what's his name knows how to. Fly. Maybe Christopher Plummer is a hell of a pilot. Maybe he is. I mean, like if it was John Travolta, I would think. Oh yeah, well, he just flew the plane. <laughs> yeah, I saw his house the other day and on a thing. And he's got a fucking airport. He has. Well, it's, and it's, it's not even, a plane. It's, it's even several. <laughs> it's even worse than that. His port. He has three porches on his house that are runways. Yeah. So he can park his plane, get out, and walk right into his house. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Think about how much money that dude has because he gives half of it to the fucking Scientology. I want to point out that you said that's even worse than that when I think you meant it's even cooler than that. <laughs> I don't know if it's cool to have planes in your driveway. That's a little crazy. Why is it not cool? All right, we need to hurry this up because we're damn near... Hey, But if focus. the Scientologists turn on me, I need a way to escape really fast. Oh! Focus! Oh, you! You put your fingers in my water! Yes, we're at like two hours and you won't stop going on fucking tangents. She was just continuing on. So back in the police car, <laughs> Pep is trying to get Joe to slow down. And Joe tells him, just close your eyes and think of Christmas. So Pep starts singing a song. Good King Wenceslas, welcome back to the podcast. From Random uh, mentions of that song. <laughs> but the best part is Joe's like, deep in Christmas even. He's like, Bub, you better start singing Silent Night. Nobody's go-to. 
<laughs> I mean, not in America, anyways. Yeah. All right, so they get to the runway just in time for the Reverend to get away. So the next morning, we see the Reverend flying, and he's being all creepy and shit, and an LAPD fighter jet, that's right, the LAPD fighter jet pulls up beside him, and he, pulls over, and he pulls over the plane. And Friday's in it. Yeah, and Friday's in it, and he, and he points at him and he's like, land, motherfucker. So I guess you do, otherwise we're going mean, to missile your ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, Joe gives a look to the Reverend as he's taken away, and Connie's still wearing that same dress from the Brown Derby. <laughs> Poor chick. Um, is about to kiss Joe when Pep interrupts them. And, and Joe's like, hey, don't you have something you should be doing? Go file the paperwork. And he's like, no, no. Oh, well, I could file a report or something. He wingmans shit out of it and he takes off. And then um, Joe and Connie go take old one-eye to the optometrist. And we learn that the Reverend was found guilty on attempted murder, robbery, all kinds of charges, and he was sentenced to 43 99-year terms. So that means he's eligible for parole in seven years. Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we find Joe waiting for Pep because even through all this he's still you know he's still late and a female uh, motorcycle cop pulls up and Pep gets off get, takes off a helmet and she's like bye Pep am I going to see you later and he says of course I'm wearing your underwear I would never wear her underwear you know how uncomfortable that would be it's no room for the old Frank I imagine beats, it depends you know? on what her underwear is I guess I she could wear very, jockey shorts or very comfortable underwear I don't no. <laughs> so Joe yawns. I'm not going to comment. She could be wearing a thong or something. So Joe yawns, and, and um, Pep's like, oh, we up late last night, Paula? And he goes, not the end of your business, but I was out with the, with uh, Miss Connie Swale. And he says, the virgin Connie Swale? And Joe kind of flashes him a look like, yeah. He's on the rock's eyebrow. And you hear, dun, 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 dun. Movie over. What did you think, Elaine? Oh. We ain't got time. We got to make it quick. Uh, my favorite... Character is mm, I have to pick. I have to pick. Can yes. I can, pick one? Can't be a tie one. between no Joe and Pep. No ties. Pick go Joe Friday. Michelle Rodriguez. All right, Joe Friday is my favorite character. My least favorite character is Jane Kirkpatrick, the police commissioner, because she was crooked, crooked, kind of evil and a bit cunty, and like incompetent also. Like, you're the police commissioner and you don't know that he's going to shut that door and take that plane. And, and like, it just seemed, I don't like her. Um, my favorite scene is the pagan party with the um, goat leggings where they saved the Virgin Connie Swale. My favorite tertiary object, I'm going to go with the yo-yo tricks that Pep does while... Um, like walking on a fountain. <laughs> yes. And my How favorite line... I'll believe it. Hold on, I took a picture of it. Because I wrote it down, but I didn't write it down correctly, so then I took a picture of it. It is, <clears throat> with the exception of you and canned cling peaches, I'd be hard-pressed to find anyone or anything that doesn't know you should never leave your car keys in the ignition. And I like that because I also like canned clinged peaches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. um, and I'm going to give this movie a yay. It was very enjoyable. All right. Thank you. And for an 80s movie, surprisingly... Without boobs. It, it didn't have boobs. And there was no derogatory homosexual comments that no, I noticed. No slurs. Which was interesting. At all, really. It's a fairly clean 80s movie, which makes it good. I like it. Carly? All right. My favorite character was also Joe Friday. Mm -hmm. My least favorite character was Whirly. But mm -hmm. I have a strong dislike of religious people that are evil. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Um, like the my, whole Taliban? Yeah. My, well, I, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene is also the pagan ritual. 
My favorite tertiary object, I'm going to go with the stuffed dog that got stuck to the front of the car oh, during the initial police chase. Okay. My favorite line is reckless endangerment of human life, willful disregard of private property, failure to signal for a, yeah, he's really raking up the violations, isn't he? Not him. You. <laughs> and I like to throw the book at the window and he goes, you know what, that's a good idea. Um, I'll, I'll give it a yay. It all right. Enjoyable. I don't know if it was worth all the hype. <laughs> it was a lot of hype. It was but a it, year. It was enjoyable. I liked, Joe Friday was my favorite character. I liked the way he delivered his lines. I thought Dan and I wrote this really great in this movie, so. It's silly. And I imagine it's even better if you have, uh, Nostalgia for it, which oh. I do know. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, my favorite character was Pep. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character was Reverend Worley. My favorite line was, I guess it's just you, me, your balls, and this drawer. <laughs> my, my, favorite line. <laughs> my favorite scene is when the LAPD jet pulls over the private jet. I remember that being like a big moment when I was little. I thought that was cool shit. I remember thinking that was a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object, since you said it wasn't the payphones, is on the back of the limo, on the old limos, they used to have these, that boomerang antenna from, yeah. Crocodile, from Crocodile, Dundee. Crocodile Dundee 2. And I always thought that was cool. And I'll yay it. It's, it's a silly movie, but like you said, it's not offensive, really, and it's funny. Yeah. Offensive, really. Well, like some movies that we watch in the '80s, you're like, "Wow, this is like." There's nothing really bad about no, it. No, you could you could watch this and not be. Yeah. A, not I mean, there's you know a little bit of boobs or whatever kind. There's of. no boobs. I mean, there's boobs. There's, there's no areolas. There's no yeah. There's no nipples. Yeah. Nipples. It's like the art in Love Actually. If you could touch the nipples. It's not funny. It's art. That was funny. All right. So my favorite character is Pep. My least favorite character is Commissioner Jane Kirkpatrick. Mm. Um, my favorite line is, you got balls, big truth, Bill. <laughs> I've always thought that line was funny. I always and thought I it still, was funny, too. I still giggle when he did it yesterday. Tony said like, it I say four it, times. I say it it's all the time when I was younger. Like, nobody will ever get that line, though. I get it. I yeah, you would. But, like, nobody else. I can so say that to everyone I know. And it's the, like, what are you talking about? The delivery and yeah. the fact that he's saying it to a reverend yeah. as he puts out a cigarette on a tombstone. The whole setup yeah. just makes that line just... And it's Dabney Coleman. He's awesome. Yeah. Or was, um, I guess. My favorite scene... I can't fucking pick I really can't. Yeah? <laughs> I, I've, I've liked this movie. I, don't, I know it's corny and stupid, but I love this movie. And I'll go with... When they go interview the... Um, the manager of the hotel where Muzz lived, and she calls him a slimy little jizz bucket, that whole thing. That, I'll go that as my favorite scene. And my favorite tertiary object, I'm going to go with the TV watch that built by Seiko. Seiko. Mm-hmm. I knew yeah. you were going to pick the TV watch. I thought he would, too. I was going to pick the dog, <laughs> My first option was the dog. And Tony took my second line, and then my first line stayed. And I will yay this movie because it was awesome sauce, and you should all watch it. Carly? All right. My favorite line was almost when they got to the broken payphone and he said, it's for you, it's the president. Because if Tony, if I have Tony's phone in the car and it falls, he jokes about, like, what if the president calls me? What if that's Condoleezza Rice on the phone? (laughs) I do want to mention that my other runner-up tertiary objects were the strip club Just the Facts song and the Burberry Fox. I'm the police plane and the consecutively worse police vehicles. What's your other favorite tertiary object? 
The payphone. The payphone. Right now, you're in trouble. All right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated. What's oh, almost better is you need to watch the video for yeah. the video. Podcast on Instagram at Podcast Dogs. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We would also love it if you tuned in next week. On the podcast. Uh, is Tony's pick? <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's busy watching. She's just. He said watch the video, so I was. My pick is 2019's Brightburn. Oh. You went the other way from this movie, huh? A little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Evil Superman. A little less funnier. Let's see what Elaine thinks of that. Okay, that's it. Oh, no, I'm enjoying coming to <laughs> I don't know, man. It's my pleasure to warn you. Oh, yeah.